Hello, everyone. Welcome to this week's episode of Dungeon Boys, a podcast where four boys play a game called Dungeons and Dragons. My name is Keith, and I am your DM. Josh, who is the orc fighter, Reginald. My name is Bryce, playing Jericho, the shifter rogue ranger. My name is Zenus, playing Errol Derman, the tabaxi rogue cleric. And mm-hmm. there are lots of sirens going on outside my apartment, so exciting times. What That's have you right. done? Ooh, I do hear the sirens. Uh-oh. Starting to crack down on that D&D. Yeah. Boys, they're in there nerding out. Go get them. <laughs> they're about to get strawed. We've got to protect okay. them even from our reality plane. The sirens <laughs> faded away, so we are safe. Okay. All right, um, so let's do a little recap from what happened last week very briefly. Do you want to hit us with it, anybody who's not me? No. We got into the castle. Correct. There was a, there was a, there was a, a fellow who met us and showed us to a wonderful feast. Was that Rahadin, I think it that was? That was Rahadin. And he is like... From what I understand, like Strahd's maybe number two or like secretary or just yeah, yeah, yeah. like main dude squeeze or I don't know. He's a steward. I think he might have mentioned that, that I'm the there you go. steward. He is we'll a steward. We'll circle back around to him in a minute. We will. We will. Because I've, I've circled my arms right around him in a grapple. So. You have. Um, yeah. So we, we, we had a feast was going on and Strahd was there, but he wasn't really there because he disappeared after a brief conversation. And uh, we we pilfered a bunch of food. I mean, we packed everything we could full of food. Um, really found some secret passages, went down some secret tunnels and... Secret tunnels. Right, right. Found Through some castle. really dusty rooms, fought a whole bunch of skeletons, and uh, Derman handily defeated them bad boys. I forgot about that. Yeah. yeah. We fought Very them for handily. like five minutes, and then Derman was like, fellas... Why y'all do this? Just, just turn them off, and then he dusted them. Yeah, right. fellas. And then uh, found a dusty room with dragon skull up over the thing. Went through there, found a new friend for temporary friend. Uh-huh. Um, I do forget the fine fine gentleman's name. Cyrus Bellevue. Yes, Cyrus. So our good temporary friend Cyrus was going to just take us on a lovely tour and take us to where we need to go. Unfortunately, he was a little bit crazy, and we had to drop him down a hole. You did. Yeah. Did we drop him down a hole? or did No, you dropped him up a hole. <laughs> it was like an elevator situation going horribly yeah. wrong. So. Or horribly right up. in this case. Dropped him up an elevator, Chef. I broke my my blood spear that yep. was gifted to me by a random god who was like, hey, man, you could have this. And I've had it for most of this whole game, but now it's a stick. Which is a shame. That is a shame. We went through a couple new doors, found some cool things, found some things we didn't want to mess with, ultimately found uh, our way back to old Rahadin and... Um, he he knew we were up to no good, and he called our bluff, and now we are engaged in combat. That's I right. mean, I don't know why he's upset. I feel like Strahd would let him know 
hey, steward, I'm calling a bunch of guys over. They want to kill me. Just, uh, you can let them try. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, give, give us a chance, really. I mean, well, I mean, he's he strides uh, steward. He strides uh, not, he is like the number two in this castle, from what I understand. So it's a good warm up, you know, it's a sure. good warm up. He's got reasons for killing you. You may or right. may not, or, or excuse me, wanting to kill you. You may or may not learn those, but he's got a motive. He's got motivations. He's right. racist. That he could is. be it. Maybe. He yeah. really, he just hates your races. All he of could them. also have like a is, mild itch or an allergy or something. what it is? No, huh? Well, we are three different races, so. Do you think in today's climate I would allow a racist in my D&D? Yes. Well, yeah, I probably we are playing a module. Been. We are playing a module, so. That's true. But anyway, so, stop. we uh, we got into some some combat there at the very tail end, but it was um, yeah we just didn't have enough time to completionize that. So if you're picking up from last week, I don't remember the exact layout. I remember that Jericho was like a little bit outside the um, outside if, of his immediate range there. If you Norman were able was to, a little bit farther, and I had grappled him there at the end. Yep. If you were you were, if you were able to behold this image on the uh, map. You should be able to see the general locations that I took a screenshot of it as we finished up. Behold! So yes, you have grappled. You have grappled Rahad, and and it is now Jericho's turn to continue combat. I say we hop right into it. Also, hi Mark. You are a valued listener, and we love you. Mark, you're not Oprah by chance, are you? I wish. Mm. He doesn't sound a thing like Oprah. I'm okay with just like regular Mark. I don't think we need an Oprah. Um, like I said, I'll take any any generous benefactors. But all right, taking Earl Kimmers. So we are back to combat style with Jericho. Yeah. Yes, Jericho, yeah. it is your turn. Let me. Uh, I got to remember. I got to remember my motivation here. Last line of last week, I yelled out, "Get him, boys!" As I grappled him. Oh yeah. Okay, so that being in my mind, probably shouldn't shoot at him. So I'm going yeah. to waltz over to him and hack at him with my sword. All right, go over and hack at him with your sword. Rahadin uh, is, looks into your eyes, Reginald, as you're holding him, and he says, You are quite a strong one. Um, is, it, is it my turn to be doing the talking, or are we in combat? You can you talk can, if you want. You can talk. Just... John, John had my dice in the living room. I got to go grab those. Okay, go for it. He's running for dice. Somebody stop him. I was just about to say oh, that. <laughs> <laughs> if we hear sirens on this side, we're going to know that something. Yeah. <laughs> they are cracking down on the Strahd play. Well, yeah, he did. He did. Uh, he did tell you that you're, you're quite, you are quite strong. Strong enough to hold you. Um, I have killed strong on arms around this bad boy. Okay. I just imagine at this point we're we're all just kind of like we're like players on an MMO almost, I guess, and, and mm-hmm. like Jericho just kinda went uh, AFK and we're <laughs> just standing there like awkwardly, like we could all move, we could all do stuff, but you yeah. and Rahad and are just like what's up? But is there? Other tenderly as we wait for Jericho to come back. 
he's holding eye contact with you for multiple minutes at a time uh, in order to create a bond. The sweat builds on your forehead as you, you try to awkwardly look away. You just can't. You just can't do it. It's connected. Ah. One moment, gentlemen, if you can still hear us. We can. I heard the sounds of technical difficulties. I swear, I'm breaking up with Zencaster unless that's not the problem. D&D is hard to play when everyone's not in the same room and we have to do it remotely. How did the people of Adventure Zone do it? Well, they had a lot of money to spare, probably. True. For they other did. ventures. True that. Also, they'd been doing it for years before they started. Yeah, yeah podcasting. Yeah, podcasting. And Sorry about that. Can you We're hear back. us now? We're live and in color. Yeah, I went to get my dice and my headset disconnected, and Josh's headset is technically tied to mine. So Got it. when it disconnected, it disconnected us both. Understood. Jericho, play D&D. Yes. Um, I rolled a 19. Let me see what I add to that. To hit him? Yeah, uh, 26. You will successfully hit him. Okay. Um, ooh. Avoiding the Reginald, right? Not entirely. Okay, okay. <laughs> That's uh, 8 plus 4 is 12 damage. 12 Woo! damage. I'm going to hit you him again. You slice him on his leg. He winces. Ah! He deserves it. Oh. Wait, does he not have advantage because he's grappled? Uh, yeah. Hey. Wait, no, hold on. What, Venus? No, uh, I, I looked at it. When you're grappled, your speed is reduced to zero, but that's about it. Gotcha. Yeah, we looked at this okay. last week. I don't remember that now that you just mentioned Okay, then that. I missed. Gotcha. Missed on attack number dose? Yeah. Um, oh. I'm back up to get out of people's way. Okay. Um, as you back up, he's going to do his best to uh, try to try to opportunity attack you. Uh, can I use my bonus action to disengage then? Uh, sure, I'll be lenient this evening. Okay, never mind then. Just, just do it. Um, okay, I'll do it. Let's see. I want to go. I want to make sure I have grapple in front of me real quick. Flying. Good lord. Websites. Tell me. Grappling. Uh, target of your grapple. Blah, 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 using la la la. Um, if you succeed, your subject to the grapple condition. See. Conditions. I see that. Blinded, charmed, frightened. Grapple creature speed becomes zero. Can't benefit from bonus of speed. Condition ends of grappling. Yeah, that's it. Your its speed becomes zero. That's it. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Zenus is exactly right. Okay. Um. So he is going to try to opportunity attack you. Okay. Ooh. You might have should have let me be lenient. He 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 critted on that one. Cool. Well, <laughs> the rogue swashbuckler. He can't make attacks of opportunity against me if I've attacked him. But oh, I'd, well then, I'd, read, I'd not read that before. We can go ahead and... No, that, if that's the rules, that's the rules. It doesn't change who your character is. That's fine. Yeah, oh, no yeah. opportunity attack. Well, he'll use that crit later, hopefully. <laughs> that's a good ability. Yeah, that's a hopefully great ability. he's not going to use it against the guy who's giving him a big hug right now. He doesn't like you very much either. What else you got, Jericho? That's Anything? It. Um, All right. Yeah. So where are you... Well, 
I can't really change our location, so we'll kind of have to, because this is a photograph rather than a dynamic image. Uh, if I had time beforehand, I would have prepared to make it look a little bit different. It is now Mr. Rahadan's turn. So, uh, he is going to try to get out of this strength, or try to get out of this grapple. So he's going to roll strength contest to see if you can keep him held down. Okay? Okay. He rolled a 14 this time. That is a 21. Wow. Alright, he's still he's still stuck in you. Or stuck, <laughs> stuck with you. Excuse me. Nice. Um... Let's see. Is that take your action? Let's go back and see grapple. It takes my action? Or does that take his action? Let me go see. God, I hate... This game has so many rules. Why can't they have (laughs) just, like, one rule? A grapple creature can use its action to escape. To do so, it must succeed on a strength or contested by your strength. There so you that, go. That's action right there. Yeah, that's his action. You got him held down, dude. He tried to he tried to pull free, but he couldn't do it. Nice. The dice were not in his favor. That means it's uh, Dermon's turn. Oh, good day. Good, good day. Um. <laughs> Old man Dermon, back in the house. Sounds like he's summoning <laughs> rain. <laughs> um, you know what? I'm just going to slap him up with that old tool of the dead. Told that dead. Yeah, and uh, uh, hang on, I have to find it again to know what it does. Cause I, you know, I got the new phone, so now all of that information is is gone. Great. <laughs> well, like every, every, the, the character sheet <laughs> downloaded the new app, but nothing else did. So uh, we must reboot. You twenty-one creature uh, must make a wisdom saving throw. All right, he's going to make a wisdom saving throw. He rolled another 14. The dice are not falling properly. Um, That is my spell save DC, so I guess he, he succeeds. All right, barely. Meets it, beats it is how we've been playing. Sorry, sorry. Uh, yeah, yeah, so he's, he's, he's completely, completely free. Gotcha, so... He just, uh, ooh... Nope. See, if I'm going to be, if I, if I'm not going to be lenient with others, I cannot be lenient with myself. Um, yeah. So he succeeds, but he does hear the tolls of the dead, right? He still hears the bells. They just don't hurt him. Uh, yeah, I guess. I mean, it doesn't really say what it does. Um, yeah, it fills the air around it for a moment. Gotcha. Yeah, so he just hears it. Gotcha. Cool. Um, it is now. The... Reg, no, it's the armor's turn. If you're not, if you're finished, German. Uh, yeah, that's it. I'm not gonna. I'm I'm like five feet away from the door, right? I'm not like really close, but I'm kind of near. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right, then that is where I will stay. So yeah, he he's right up on him. So I'm gonna have him attack. Uh, he gonna do that old slammy slam attack. Okay. Um, I'm assuming a nine doesn't hit. A nine will not hit. I'm assuming a 19 will hit, hopefully. A 19 will hit, yeah, a 19 will hit. So Rahadan, using only one arm, is able to block one fist, but not the other. Uh, that is the mighty three damage. Okay. 
A little bit of dust on Rahadin's cheek as he takes another smack from the armor. Um, now Reginald, unless yeah. no, no, that's it. That's that's all he's gonna do. Okay, Reginald. <clears throat> I'm going through some items that I have. Probably not a good time for a disguise kit like that. I think I'm, I think I'm gonna pass on that. I think I'm just gonna maintain that grapple on this one. Okay. Um. Because <clears throat> I can't really make any attacks while I am grappling upon his person. I believe that's correct. So I'm just going to maintain the grapple. Okay. I think he just stays grappled for now until it gets to his turn. Yeah, that'll work. Yeah. Okay. okay. I got a backup I can do, but I, I think I'm just going to go with that. Okay, we're good. Gotcha. Maintain your grapple. No, he, he rolls to get out of the grapple. I don't need to roll to continue the grapple, right? Correct. Okay, so we're good. All right, sliding down. Okay. Jericho, your turn. Okay, cool. I'm going to do that thing I always do. I'm going to hit him with my sword. Hit him with a sword. Yay. Um, will a 18 hit? A 18 meets it, so yes, sir, that'll hit. Cool. Mm. I rolled all the low numbers. Uh, six plus four is ten damage on that hit. Okay. He tries to slide out of the way of your blade, but it still catches him. At this point, he's looking quite frustrated. He's bleeding. He's and his his eyes are are revealing that maybe he bit off a little bit more than he can chew. He's his for the first time. His eyes are are wide with a uh, with a bit of surprise. Should just shove a fistful of frost moss down his throat. <laughs> uh, I rolled an 18 again, so... There you go. That'll hit. That's a 8 damage on that one. Okay. Guys are whittling this guy down for sure. And now I will step away quietly. Okay. You can step away quietly. It is now Rahadan's turn. So at this point, he is going to use a bonus action to do Deathly Choir. Any creature within 10 feet of Rahadan, that means Jericho and Derman, right? Or Jericho and Reginald. I'm definitely within 10 feet. I Based on how far away did you step? I, I don't know. You didn't ask. <laughs> we'll call it 11 yeah. feet. If, uh, you're in the doorway, if you're back in the doorway, you're still within 10 feet. I just stepped away out of combat range. Okay, so that's five feet, so you're, you'd still be within ten. Yeah. If you're anywhere in that room with him, you're in ten feet. If you're if you're not all the way at Dermot, you're within ten feet. That's fair. Aww. Um, So, any creature within ten feet of Rahadin that isn't protected by a mind blank spell, which none of you are, hears in its mind the screams of a thousand people that Rahadin has killed. As a bonus action, he's going to force you... Uh, to make a wisdom saving throw. Is it okay if Reginald is just naturally blank of mind? No. <laughs> no. I think I have a negative modifier. In the- Ooh, I got a plus two. I got a 19 plus a nothing. Dang. I got 18 plus a two. Impressive. But not freeing you of the damage. You will only take half the damage I'm about to roll. Do games. Hey, I can work with half. Half is better than whole. Ooh, that dice had authority when it thumped. Yeah, it did. You're going to take eight damage. No. 
But I don't the want screams them. of a thousand men <laughs> piercing your ears. I assume the armor does not need to save, Keith. Um, the armor. What? What ta- is it like? Psychic damage. It is psychic damage. Okay, yeah, the armor is immune to psychic damage. That's oh, right. Nice. Well, I mean, That's he doesn't cool. have a brain, so I'd really hope. Yeah, so. <laughs> that makes sense. That does, <laughs> that does make sense. Um, all right, it is now his turn to, or he's going to use his action to try to get out. He's going to try to fight that. Uh, he's going to try to fight that. The grapple again. This time he rolls an unnatural twenty. Hold up. Yeah, he's gonna beat that. All right. After being taken, you know, the adrenaline's pumping. Your, I imagine your hand. You're like bear hugging him. He's able to push his two arms out of there, swinging your arms wide. His strength surprises you. He's gonna roll backwards uh, over the desk, leaving oh, my area. Leaving your area, absolutely. Hey, could I do a little swing and swing of the axe? Absolutely. All right. Let me see what I got here. That's a 21 to hit. Uh, The 21 will definitely hit him on his way out. That is 17 damage. 12 plus 5. All right. Leave my area from the door. Um, You you already went out of combat range, you said. (laughs) Okay. So he's he's already out of your area. Haven't if I had left, a turn since then? No, we already dealt with his bonus action. We just dealt with the how far away are you okay. when he did the choir thing. Your, your turn's after mine. Oh, yeah. All right. Yeah, you're already out of his range. Um, he roll he rolls backward over the desk, but as he does so, he takes another blow to from your axe in the back of his thigh. He winces in pain. Ah. Okay. Uh, and as, yeah. Does he also leave the armor's area? He does also leave the armor's area. Oh, how about that? I like this. We'll just get there and we'll we'll make him move around. Let's see, what am I rolling? There we go. Okay. Uh, well, nope. Armor rolled a one. All right. The armor, the armor tries to swing at him, but he dodges it. Uh, as he rolls backwards across the desk, the axe does slice the back of his leg. Blood is leaking down it, you can tell. And he l- leaves a trail of blood as he says, I'll get you. I, I will get you later, I suppose. And he sprints towards that secret door in the wall. He punches a, a brick on the wall that that you can hear releases a latch. That door opens up and he sprints into a staircase down into darkness. Uh, for 20 feet. Doorway still open? He is now out of your sight. The door remains open. Well, uh... I'm diving for the door. Do we follow him? I mean, I didn't really want to fight him to begin with. I'm here for Strahd more than him. Look, he'll just show up later when we're trying to deal with the Strahd fella. That's true. I see we get him now while we can. He's injured. Let us not let him regain strength and allies. Fine. I'm going to start walking towards the door with the... Are we still doing combat? Yeah, no, yeah, we're still in combat. Dookie. I already, like, dove towards the door. You Dookie. have not. <laughs> you have to wait till your turn. Then I will intend to dive <laughs> towards the door. I have already intended. <laughs> uh, Dermot, it's your turn. 
It is foretold. So from your point of view at this point, you've seen Rahadin back, like, you know, roll backwards over the desk. He obviously looks very much worse for the wear, and he has sprinted to the corner of that room. For all you know, he could just be in the corner of the room, but uh, it looks like, you know, J- uh, <laughs> Jericho and Reginald are <laughs> peeking at the door uh, as if something's going on. Um, okay, well, I'm going to move in there. And then the the door's like open, right? Like the secret door. Yeah, it's a it's like a stone wall that's folded into a dark staircase. Okay. Then I'm going to I'm going to move over to the door and can I can I see into it like you said he only moved like 20 feet down, so can I see him from where I am or is it like wrap around? Oh uh, no, it it goes straight down to a landing. Okay. Um well, I'm going to how far so, can I get can he's I get not all the way Sorry, I'll, I'll reveal this to you. You can tell it's about 40 feet, feet down to a landing. That The staircase then turns uh, 90 degrees to the left, looking down the staircase. He is 20 feet, or... Uh, he is 25 feet down that staircase. Okay, um, is... How wide is the staircase? Is it, like, standard five feet? Um, yeah. Okay, cool. So, what I'm going to do... Um, yeah, that's fine. I'm going to, oh, I don't know if I want to do that. Oh, no. Well, that's probably not a good idea. You know what? You only live once, right? Um, <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> I'm going the to. kind of building now. Oh, Keith, did you remove that? I did. I intentionally removed it so that I could replace it with something we can oh, shoot. actually work with. Yeah. Gotcha. Something fresh. Oh, dang it. <laughs> yeah, okay. I'm just going to do it because I feel like it's a cool cool thing to do. So I'm going to move as close as I can to him, uh, which I've got 40, 40 uh, movement speeds so i'm gonna just, i'm gonna move like as close behind him as i can and then about 15 feet oh yeah about about 10 feet in front of him i want to cast uh guardian of faith okay um it says a large spectral guardian appears and hovers for the duration in an unoccupied space of your choice that you can see within range the guardian occupies that space and is indistinct except for a gleaming sword and shield emblazoned with the symbol of your deity. Um, I don't, I don't know what the symbol would be. So just random deity symbol. Um, any creature hostile to you that moves to a space within 10 feet of the guardian for the first time on a turn must succeed on a dexterity saving throw. The creature takes 20 radiant damage on a failed save or half as much damage on a successful one. The Guardian vanishes when it has dealt a total of 60 damage. Okay, so you run over there and you cast the Guardian the, the guardian spell. And you've said how far beyond him? Um, we'll do uh, 10, uh, 15 feet. Okay. It's got a range so, of 30 feet, so I can just like poop it out there. Gotcha. So it won't be until his turn that he does anything? Uh, yeah, let me see. Yeah, any creature hostile to you that moves... Ow, just stab my eyeball. 
moves to a space within 10 feet of the guardian for the first time on a turn, must succeed on the dexterity saving throw. So, yeah, it's got to wait till his turn. Gotcha. Um, and, yeah, that's all I'm going to do for now. But I'm going to call out um, to the animated armor and have him, like, follow me. Okay. Which I don't know. He's got pretty, he's pretty slow. I don't know if he can make it. We'll see. And that's that's my turn. Okay. That will be uh yeah, that sounds good. That will be now the armor's turn to move. Okay. He's got um twenty five feet of movement, so I don't know you you decide if he can make it there or not. Okay, so we'll do five, ten, fifteen. He could probably meet up with you. That's good. That sound good. Okay. Um, now, Reginald? Yeah? Your turn, sir. Guess what I'm gonna do? You gonna run after him? I'm running right after him. I'm diving for that door. Alright. Doing the thing, and I'm I'm trying to, to make my way down them stairs. How much movement you got? I have a whole 30 feet of movement, but... I can use my bonus action to get another 30 feet of movement because I have the aggressive stance as a, as an orc. Okay. Right. So you can, you can meet up with him. Perfect. Nice. Do I catchify him? You do. You get right up behind him. Guess what? I'm going to swing right at his backside with that ax again. Did Dermon's uh, spell not take up the space of the staircase? Durban's spell would apply to where Reginald is, right? No, I put it behind him, like further down the staircase, effectively blocking him off. Gotcha. Nice. Okay. The two-pronged attack. I like it. Now, if we could just get somebody to come out of the walls. Yeah. All right. Um, I got a... It's a 19 plus 8 on the the great axe. It is a 20. Yeah, that'll definitely hit. Nice. Uh, 16 damage on that one. And I am going to swing a fire again. 14 plus 8 is 22. Before before you swing again after you sl- after you slice him down da- or slice him um you you just bury your axe in his back and just blood spurts back on it. Your face is covered in this elf's this elf's blood. And as you slice him, you can just feel bone crunching under there. And as you slice him, you can just almost feel the life leaving his body. And he turns around and he says, Wait! I can tell you how to defeat the vampire! I can tell you how to defeat Strahd! Up to you what you do with that. Ooh, so it, it, he, he has taken the critical damage, but he is not out of this fight yet? Correct. Okay. He's not at zero health points. He's turning around to speak to you before you hit him again. With all the bone crunching and everything, can we assume he is going to be more docile? You can assume whatever you want to assume. I like making assumptions. <laughs> why would you why would you help us? I am loyal to Srad, but I I seek not to die in this musty stairwell. I want to kind of like look over my shoulder a little bit where Durbin's at and kind of shrug a little bit. 
like the axe is still raised in the air, and I'm just looking back, kind of shrugging. Hey, damn it! You, um, you got a beat on this fella. What do you What do you think? Oh, I say we let him uh, let him speak for a little bit at least. I mean, we've got him this far. I don't think it's too too out of the question to handle him if things get more physical. But what do you have to offer us? What information? What What can you give us that is a value to save your life? I want to turn back to him with the axe still raised high overhead, ready for that second strike. Gotcha. He's down on like on one knee with his hand on the the stones of the stairs, and he says. I can tell you how to kill him for good. Well? Look, you don't have a a whole lot of options at this point. Why don't you tell us what you know now, and we'll decide whether or not we let you live or die. Promise me that you will not kill me, disarm your spells, and put down your axe. I will not do that. No, I think we're staying a pretty good chance. No reason to let you live. You've given us the promise of information that we don't know that you have. You've given us words, and your words are not enough to earn your life. I will tell you this. If you are to kill the devil, Strahd, you will have to do it whilst he is in his resting place. Oh, well, now, where is that? Where is that exactly? It's in the crypt, below where we are now. So what, we just go down the stairs? Not these stairs. You can get there via these stairs. But there are many ways to get to the crypts. Thank you so much for the subscription, by the way, Brandon7906. Gosh, thank you. Oh, new subscribers. Oh, mm-hmm. is that Brandon from my friend group? Well, it better be. I have Maybe, though. Yeah, he says this Bryce guy sounds like a snack. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. Brandon. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for the sub, dude. I really, really appreciate it. All right, so back to the action. Yep, sorry. Well, if it's not so far away, why don't you lead us there? You ain't got a whole lot of options at this point. If you take us to this strong fellow where he rests, we'll let you live. Yes, I, I'll gladly take. I'll gladly take you there. He's not in his resting place now, but I can show you where it is. All right, and then where will you go? Uh, somewhere to heal, rest. You have bested me in combat. I do not deny it. Leave, leave this castle. What have you done for Strahd? I serve him. I am his steward. I keep keep his accounts and kill those that would do him harm. Yeah, I.e. No, yourselves. No, no. You show us where his resting place is, and then you get out. I don't want to see you again. I live here at the castle. I have nowhere else to go. Yeah, we, there's not going to be a lot of castle left after we're done with it. You probably want to start looking for another spot. Fine, I suppose. 
Dermot, Dermot, I want to look back. I, the axe is still like raised up, double handed, like right overhead. Like Dermot, back, back me up on this here. Well, Reginald, to tell you the truth, I don't think we should let him live. But I will allow it. I will disarm the spells and let him go if he promises to help us kill Strahd once and for all. I want to look back towards him. Show us the way. What 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 did you say? Show us the way. Uh, am I safe to stand and move about, or if I stand, I wanna... will my head be removed, or will some bells toll in my ear, bringing me to death? I want to lower my axe. You never just, know what happens in this chaotic world. Just to like chest level, pointing right at him. I want to lower my axe. Nothing's promised yet. Show us where it's at. And then you get out. Okay. Uh, I need to know, I guess, Zenus. Yeah, we're if going he's in two different directions on this, I think. No. Dermot's um... trying to get him to help. <laughs> No, when when Reggie drops his axe, I um, disable the guardian spell. Okay. Okay. So Rahadan slowly stands up, and uh, he begins to. He slowly stands up. We'll say you guys are out of combat, real quick. For now. Jericho stares menacingly from the other room across the hall. <laughs> like yeah. peeking around the corner. You've, you've heard all this go down. You're, you're only 10 feet away or 15 feet away from all this action, so you heard you heard everything. Alright. Sorry, I need to remember what room we're in. 10 feet away? I thought you were still like 10 feet away in the other room and he's like 20 feet down. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, you're, it's a staircase. I'm saying that from all this be. stuff going on, you can hear through this, you know, echoing in the staircase. You're not whispering. Gird it, gird it. Mm-hmm. Real quick, sorry. Okay. Um, hey, Tef, welcome to the stream, buddy. So Rahadan begins to stand up, and he begins to walk slowly uh, backwards down the steps towards the landing. Um, and as he begins to step down kind of slowly, he's got, he's kind of got his hands up and yeah, he's, he's got his hands up, you know, the, the kind of classic, okay, everybody's cool. Everybody's cool. Jericho, have you moved to the stairs or what? Yeah, I will. Okay. So Jericho moves over here to the stairs, um, to see the action. Is there anything that you'd like to say or do at this point? I'm just going to have my crossbow ready. Okay, cool. So Rahadan begins to, he says, Thank you. I appreciate this. Uh, Just remain calm, please, and we'll descend the stairs, and I will lead you to, I will lead you to the, to the resting place of Strahd. And he's got his hands up. I don't look calm to you. Not particularly. And... He continues stepping until he gets to the landing. And when he stands on the landing, the following 
thing occurs. Oh, great. (laughs) (laughs) He steps onto the the flat stone of the landing. A sickly mist fills the stairway ahead between you and Rahadin. Uh, and that mist then coalesces into the form of the vampire Strahd, his eyes burning red with anger. You have worn out your welcome, whatever gods you believe in. They cannot save you now. Uh, that's the image of Strahd there in front of you. Uh, everybody roll initiative again, please. Whee! Yay. <laughs> Shall we refer back to the chart? That is a 10. Oh, you will roll a new initiative. No, I mean uh, my diagram for how to deal with Strahd. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that was a... We have a diagram for how to deal with Strahd that I can post in the Discord if anybody needs to see it. I'm sure everybody has a diagram for how to deal with Strahd. I mean, a lot of people, honestly. All right, right. I got 17, Keith. And you said... The armor doesn't need to roll. He's just going to act right after me, or does he roll? Yeah, we'll just let him go after you. All right, sounds good. I got the nine. Okay. Um, golly, there's just so many. They don't put things near where you need to see them in this book. Um, you got a nine. Reginald, what'd you get? I got a 10. Okay. All right. So it looks like it'll be Derman, Reginald. No, not true. Derman, Rahadin. Reginald, And then Strahd. All right, Jericho, it is your turn. The mist has appeared before, is is obstructing your view um, down the stairs to Rahadin, and before you stands the figure of the devil Strahd, who has just coalesced directly in front of you. Um, wait, whose turn is it? Derman? Did I say Derman? Oh, I think you said Jericho. Sorry, you Derman. Did. It's Derman's turn. Um, so how far away is everybody from me? Um, I would say to the bottom of the staircase from you is like 30 feet. Uh, the This this figure of Strahd is appearing like right in front of Reginald's face in between he and Rahadin. So Reginald's like 20 feet down the staircase, we'll say. Uh, Rahadin is uh, 20 feet away from Reginald down the staircase. Strahd is like right up in Reginald's face as he appears from the mists. Uh, the mist fills the whole staircase, obstructing your view. Jericho's at the top, 40 feet away from Rahadin, 10 feet away from you. Ironically, I saw this on Seinfeld where Newman gets up in Jerry's face. It's the close talker. <laughs> okay, so. Strahd is a Newman. So can I see. Um... Can I see Rahadin? Uh, it is very misty, so it would be like it's dark. Okay, but I mean, as long as I can see him, then it—that's all that really matters. Because I'm going right. to cast a spell at him, so I don't—I don't really—I ha- don't think I have to see him like perfectly clearly. Gotcha. Um, yeah, I, I would it? imagine if it's like a spell, like you're firing at him, like an arrow, or 
you know, like a fireball or those kind of spells, it would be affected by whether you can see him well or not. Yeah. But if well, it's he's not... Gonna, I'm just going to cast Toll the Dead at him, so he's got to make a saving throw anyway. Right. Gotcha. So. Yeah, that's perfect. You can see him, you can cast Toll the Dead. Cool. Um, so, yeah, uh, if he's within 60 feet, then he needs to uh, make a wisdom save. A wisdom save... You better fail. If you know uh, a 17. Fail. Dang it. Alright. Alright. Right. <laughs> um that's all I'm gonna do. Okay. Uh and you said uh Strahd or, or the, the, the image of Strahd is like twenty feet down from me. Yeah, I keep calling it an image, but like to the naked eye it looks like he's right there. Yeah. It's armor. not like a hologram or anything. Um and then the armor is right behind me. Yeah, it's right by you. Okay, well then I'm gonna have the armor run down because I get like that'll just end my turn for now, um, okay. And I'll have the the armor run down and throw some punches at Strode. Okay. Said Strahd or Rahad? Strahd. He can't make it to Rahad. Gotcha. Okay. So the armor runs down towards Strahd. Roll your attacks. Uh, first is unnatural twenty. Second nice. is uh, twenty two. Gotcha. Both of those will effectively hit Mister Strahd, but as his fists. Punch towards Strahd, both of them pass through what is revealed now to just be an illusory image again of Strahd. Seems another magical trap has been activated. Whoosh, whoosh, in the dark fog before you. And a blush. <laughs> well, that was a magical doom. <laughs> Yeah, it's a magical flush right there. So part of this magic is that Strahd has to be really be concentrating, but uh, Rahadin caught him on the toilet. <laughs> so <laughs> he's, he's producing this this illusory image, but he also had to flush. He's phoning this attack in. Yeah. For the record, the microphone was muted. Gotcha. <laughs> Wait, that you, was that a was question. Yeah, the flood. Now I'm not on the toilet. You took your turn in the toilet? No, I'm not on the toilet. I'm on my bed, but there's a there's a bathroom in in right. my bedroom, and uh, the toilet was flushed. I muted the microphone before it started, and it remained muted all the way through. So, well, we heard it. But this this is also the microphone that turns itself on after it's been muted. So, truly. <laughs> okay, so it is now Rahadin's turn. Rahadin is going to, what you can see of him very quickly, uh, you will see the following. Boop, 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 boop. Uh, briefly, Rahadin is briefly surrounded by silvery mist. And as soon as the silvery mist appears, he vanishes. Well. Well, that just happened. Should have killed him when I had the chance. So Did from here, I will not tell you until you guys like go around the corner or whatever. I'm not going to tell you, uh, you know, what he's done from there. But can I have an attack of opportunity since he left my area? Uh, he did that while we weren't in combat. Okay. Wait, while we weren't in combat? Yeah, remember we went out of combat. Everybody agreed to a ceasefire. He backed up down the stairs. We just rolled initiative. 
He'd already yeah. backed up down the stairs. Uh, yeah, he'd already backed up. I gotcha. Gotcha, gotcha. You guys trust, you guys, you trusted a man who who uh, tried to kill you on site when you walked into his office. Tried to kill you with the screams of his victims in your mind. Oh, yeah. There was no trust there. <laughs> there was no trust. I'm just looking for directions here. Right. He may still give them to you. Who knows? Oh, no. No, no. We, we, we're going to, no, we're going to get some directions. Okay. So his turn is now over. Nice. So we are in a hallway, stairway. Yep. With a vision of Strahd. Correct. Are we in combat still? Are we remaining in combat? You are still in combat, Monfreund. All right. Okay, then. Here we go. The Strahd image before you, though, there is a suit of armor next to you that is swung at that image of Strahd, revealing right. that it is just an illusion. His, his hands pass through it, and you've noticed that. Right. So you may do as you please. Whose turn is it? Well, that's yeah. why I'm wondering. Are we still in yeah. combat if we're in a hallway with an illusion? Correct. Yes, you are still in combat. You have not... Yeah. The, we have not satisfied the needs to not be in combat, even with Rahadn at this point. Okay, so we just had Rahadn's turn, and then he evaporated. But now what? Reginald's turn, it is. Oh, it's a me. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, how far am I away from Strahd? He's like all up in your grill. You can smell his chest here. <laughs> That's a visual that I need. <laughs> he uses coconut shampoo on it. <laughs> Oh, the best. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm in. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm gonna heft my axe up over my shoulder, just lumberjack style, and fish around in my bag for my great big old health potion and just chug it. Nice. While looking spectral stride right in the eye. Sounds and good. Very quietly saying, "One moment, please." <laughs> All right, so I have two superior healings. It is a 8d4 plus 8. So I get a 30, and that has burned up one of them. Sounds good. All right. Heal. All right, that is my action. I am continuing to stare upon him. Splendid. Uh, it is now Jericho's turn. Will you not move, Reginald? No, shoot no, this is Reginald. I'm hanging out right there. Okay. Jericho, it is your turn, my friend. He's He's not real, is he? I watched the armor try and punch him. He didn't do anything. Don't matter if he's real or not. I'm not running from this fellow anymore. Um, I'm going to stay where I am. I don't know if he can, like, shoot magic lasers out of his illusion. Okay. Not just regular lasers. Um, I can I ready in action? Yeah, sure. All right. I want to ready my crossbow with uh, just a regular bolt, actually, mm-hmm. with a silver bolt. Ooh. Okay. Ready in action with a silver bolt. If I if I see that he is actually able to cause harm to people and I get a clear shot, I would like to take it. 
Sounds good. We got conditions. Yes. If then statements. Got it. I am done if thening. Okay. That means it is now the turn of the devil strahd. Which means something will happen. If I can find. Here it is. Um as the final turn of uh, initiative comes up, sorry, I forgot the word for a brief second, um, you just see the image of Strahd go, <laughs> and uh, he melts away like a wax doll in a bonfire, leaving no trace behind. And behind him, on the landing, you can see a, a glyph that was illuminated fades away out of your sight. Um, since I'm kind of like in front of everybody, uh, I want to point towards that glyph. Hey, yeah. Either you fellas recognize that. No, but if you notice, Rohadden is gone, so he may have activated it to get away. Should we... Uh, it's true. Probably left him. Should we step on it? Or we got to lick it or something? Oh, or? I think we should leave it alone. Hmm. I don't want Strahd popping out of it again and jack-in-the-boxes. Fair point. Fair jack-in-the-box point. has not been invented at this time. That's okay. This was the first <laughs> concept. <laughs> this was the first concept. Um, well, fellas, we, uh, we, we're not any longer being uh, attacked. Seem to be okay. by ourselves. This stairway looks just as good as any. Proceed. Roll a perception check, everybody, real quick. Let's not get out of combat just yet. Ooh. Yeah, is it is it my turn now, or is Strahd still going? No, Let's just roll a perception check. Strahd's gone. All right, 12. A mighty nine. Uh, 12 <laughs> as well. All right. All of you can hear, echoing up the staircase... Dis- the sound of distant running footsteps. You can tell that the running is is almost a a is very heavy and slow, but there you can tell that there is running at the bottom of the stairs down to the left. Getting Which, louder coming up, or uh, it seems to the the couple steps you've heard they are uh, they appear distant. So you d- you couldn't hear these. You couldn't hear Rod- Rahadin run all the way down the stairs. But now it seems like a very distant sound of footsteps moving away from you as traveling up the stairs. Dermot, it is your turn. Ooh. Um, I guess I run, run down. All right. Um, I'm going to move the 40 feet just to mm-hmm. see if I can see anything. And if I don't see anything by moving the 40 feet, I will use my tabaxi trait and just move another 40 feet. Gotcha. You hit the landing, you make a left, and at the very bottom of the stairs, about 70 feet away, you can see Rahadin moving just out of sight into a, a room at the bottom of the stairs. Okay. So he's he was 70 feet away after I moved the 40 feet, or is he... Yeah. Yeah, so at that landing that you moved the 40 feet, you got to the edge of the landing to look down the stairs to the left, and at the bottom of those stairs looks like it's about 70 feet away. Okay. 70 feet worth of stair. 
Well, then I will use my... So at this point, I haven't used the tabaxi trait yet. I just moved the 140. Mm-hmm. Okay. So then I'll go ahead and use the tabaxi trait, and then I'll take my action to dash, giving me 80 feet of movement. 80 total feet? Well, 80 additional feet. Because like okay. that doubles it, and then the tabaxi trait is basically just like a free dash. Gotcha. So you roll up right. You roll up right behind Rahadin <laughs> at the bottom of the stairs. So let me r- let me read a description for you, Dermot. Since you've mm-hmm. made it to the room, this room is thirty feet square, rising to a twenty foot tall flat ceiling. A stone brazier burns fiercely in the center of the room, but its tall white flame produces no heat that you can feel. The rim of the brazier is carved with seven cup-shaped indentations spaced evenly around the circumference. Within each indentation is a spherical stone, twice the diameter of a human eyeball and made of a colored crystal. No two stones are the same color. Overhead, a wood-framed hourglass as tall and wide as a dwarf, which is an odd unit of measurement, (laughs) hangs 10 feet above the brazier, suspended from the ceiling by thick iron chains. All the same dimensions. Huh? I said, isn't that the same in both directions? All three. three. (laughs) Um, Suspended from the ceiling by thick iron chains, all the sand is stuck in the... Overhead, a wood-framed hourglass as tall and wide as a dwarf hangs 10 feet above the brazier, suspended from the ceiling by thick iron chains. All the sand is stuck in the upper portion of the hourglass, seemingly unable to run down into the bottom. Written in glowing script on the base of the hourglass is a verse in common. Two nine-foot-tall iron statues of knights on horseback, poised to charge with swords drawn, stand in deep alcoves facing each other. The brazier sits between them. Hmm. As you as you reach down there, uh, Rahadin says, "You're quite fast, aren't you?" Oh yes, surprisingly so. Um, that sounds like that would be all your turn, right? Well, I mean, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, so now it is Rahadin's turn. Rahadin is going to move towards the brazier. Out of my space? Out of your space. I'm gonna I'm gonna take a take a what am I gonna do? I'm gonna stab at him yes. with a dagger. You mm. try to stab at him with it stab at him with a dagger, nice. Um well that's a twenty five to hit. Dang. What's it what's your dagger. what's your natural roll? Uh my natural roll is nineteen. Dang. Yeah, that'll be a hit. Uh, okay, so what am, I, what am I doing up here now? I'm doing a dole dagger on the one before. I just thought about that. I got improved critical on attack. I would I would have had a critical earlier. Um, oh. you going to take five damage. Five damage. Five damage is enough to do it. You reach the bottom of the steps and you sprint directly at him. And as you, it's almost like a split second, like a quick time of it, a, you know, bullet time. He turns around and says, you're quite fast, aren't you? He's obviously worse for the wear. You guys have beat the crap out of him. You jam your dagger into his back. It passes past his spine. And from the back, you pierce his heart and pull the dagger out as blood follows it through the hole. And he falls face first, reaching to, towards one of those stones in the indentations on the brazier. 
So when mm. historians look back on this moment, they say they that Derman said, surprisingly so, but what he actually said was, Omae wa mo shinderu. And then he Mommy! <laughs> definitely see that <laughs> in really grainy recording sound <laughs> uh derman also turned around to face away from the body and said nothing personal kid <laughs> <laughs> all right that's enough of that um yeah rahadan's dead now laying on the floor in a pool of his own blood as his hand was reaching up towards the brazier genuinely with derman's character when he says, uh, you're, you're fast, aren't you? Um, and he's running up with the dagger. I kind of picture him just saying, mm-hmm, and stabbing him. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I could definitely see that. <laughs> but anyhow, you're out of combat, you guys. I loot the corpse immediately. You loot the corpse. Goodness, let me find out what you get, <laughs> if anything. Reginald is bounding down those stairs in support of his fellow adventurer, Derman. Okay. I'm going to unload my silver crossbow bolt and prepare a regular bolt and then follow. Nice. Chink. I'll be honest with you, uh, Derman, you don't find anything of value except some studded leather armor that's now sliced up and covered in blood. Gross. Okay. No, there's like no notes or anything. No, no information I can gain from him. From his no, uh-uh. nothing. Poopy. All right, that's fine. Pew pew, pew 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 pew. All right, let me give you a different image, you guys. You're in a different floor of the castle now. As we approach this new imagery, I kind of see Reginald has arrived at the the door to where they they ran into. Uh-huh. And, uh, like. Peeking inside before I I rush in. Cool. I'm running because I was the farthest away, kind of out of breath. I'm gonna come around the corner and. Uh, Diamond, did you get? Oh, puzzle room. Oh, you go. <laughs> well, that's interesting. What did you find, Diamond? Um. Well, just what you can see, really. Nothing much other than that. He had nothing on him, sadly. No information, no no scrap of paper, a bit of knowledge. Uh, you, you sound like you're describing things that you did find, but don't want to tell us about. No. You're very specific with the things you didn't find. Well, no, I was hoping to find a scrap of paper, you know, like we found on that corpse when we first got here. But there was nothing... I want information, and I don't know what this place is. Just that it's spooky. Uh, it looks like he was reaching for something before you uh, gutted him. Yeah. What yeah. is this room? But I don't know what that does. Could have been a uh, last sort of fu. Could be just to blow up the whole castle button. <clears throat> way out yeah you think it was food it is possible 
Do you guys want to hear the description of this room again, just in case? Well, he um, was reaching for the brazier, right? Yeah. One of the stones on it, right? Correct. Hmm. You guys want to just have a quick refresher? Uh, yeah, but could you first describe where we are on this map? You're in K-78 currently. Oh, that's what I thought. And you came down K-72. Is the brazier the, uh, big gold thing in the middle? Correct. Okay, yeah, then I would like the description again. The ro- this room is 30 feet square, rising to a 20-foot-tall flat ceiling. A stone brazier burns fiercely in the center of the room, but its uh, tall white flame produces no heat. The rim of the brazier is carved with seven cup-shaped indentations spaced evenly around the circumference. Within each indentation is a spherical stone, twice the diameter of a human eyeball and made of, made of a colored crystal. No two stones are the same color. Overhead, a wood-framed hourglass as tall and wide as a dwarf hangs ten feet above the brazier, suspended from the ceiling by thick iron chains. All the sand is stuck in the upper portion of the hourglass, seemingly unable to run down to the bottom. Written in glowing script on the base of the hourglass is a verse in common. Two nine-foot-tall iron statues of knights on horseback, poised to charge with swords drawn, stand in deep alcoves facing each other. The brazier sits between them. What does the verse say? Yeah, I, was I will tell you. The ver- you look up and read. It's in common, so you can all read it. It says, Cast a stone into the fire. Violet leads to the mountain spire. Orange to the castle's peak. Red if lore is what you seek. Green to where the coffins hide. Indigo to the master's bride. Blue to ancient magic's womb. Yellow to the master's tomb. I take indigo and I throw it in the fire. What was indigo? Dang. Indigo, indigo to the master's bride. I heard one was for a coffin. I imagine that's his resting place. I think somebody mentioned him sleeping in a coffin at one point. Before actiony things happen, can I roll a perception just to see which one he was reaching towards? Uh, he was just reaching towards the brazier. He hadn't oh. quite made it there yet. Virtue. Uh, the stone set into the... Bri- I'm reading you something you don't need to know. Or you shouldn't know. Oh, we need to know. Alright, so the flame of the brazier changes from white to the color of indigo. And the sand above you begins falling through the hourglass. Yeah? That's hey. all. Damn it. What'd you do? I, I followed what... That first said. I want to... Roll, roll perception? Uh, you don't need to roll perception to see that the flame is now indigo. Okay, I touched the fire. Alright. You are teleported, my friend. Hmm. So Jericho and Reginald, you saw Dermon touch the fire... And Dermon ceased to exist before your very eyes. Boop. Yeah, I was going to say, like, do we know he's been teleported? Or is he yeah, just no, he, there? He completely disappears. Now I got to go find where he's arrived. Please do not All listen right. to how many pages I've turned. Jericho, did he just evaporate? Um. <laughs> I feel like that's kind of anticlimactic for evaporation. 
It seems... I don't know, why would you have it just in kind of a room like this? Like an instant evaporation device. Right, right. And, and I mean, why would you have different flavors? I mean, it's all purpley looking now. Well, there's a timer on it, so maybe it's like a a door that's open for a certain amount of time. So maybe he went through a door? You think he went somewhere? I, I don't know. Maybe he's dead. Maybe... Maybe he went home. I don't know. No, you can't be dead. It's too much adventure. Yeah. All right, let's uh, try to think of someplace nice before you touch the fire. Maybe it takes you wherever you're thinking. Mm. I think I just want to get out of here. Yeah, I'm thinking out of here, and I reach into it. (laughs) Wait a minute! (laughs) Reginald... Jericho disappears before your very eyes. So I'm just left there talking to myself. (laughs) Now, wait a minute. Wait just a minute. What kind of world is this? When the two least looking for adventure goes off and leaves the one what's looking for adventure, I'll I'll never hear the end of this. (laughs) I'll reach into the fire, too. Cool. <laughs> um. Okay. Well, yep. That was you the guys, good one. <laughs> all right. You guys arrive. You guys arrive. This is what you see. Excuse me. You are in a loft. You you arrive in a loft with a pitched roof and a door in the center of the south wall. Unlit lanterns hang from the rafters and a rope dangles from a bronze bell lodged in the belfry 30 feet overhead. The room is filled with the sound of beautiful music, a melody so enchanting that it adds a bit of much-needed warmth to the otherwise freezing room. A black shroud covers a humanoid shape lying on a wooden table. The music does nothing to stir it. A cot heaped with furs rests in the northeast corner, surrounded by empty wine bottles. An oil lamp burns atop a table nearby, silhouetting a squat creature that has two heads. It sits on the edge of the cot with a vial between its legs. With a crustacean claw-like appendage, it grasps the neck of the instrument while running a bow gently across its strings with its human hand. As you all arrive, as well, roll a quick perception check for me. Zing. So, this creature thing is... Eleven. Like the uh, Silas Bellevue guy, or Cyrus? Yes, very similar. Sweet. Um, I rolled an 18. I got a For perception. Sorry, Zenas. You got a what, Vermin? Uh, 13. Okay, all of you notice that since you've entered the room, the purple flame that is now all, you know, between the three of you, that you, it seems you passed through, the indigo flame, excuse me, that you passed through, it is shrinking and seems to be shrinking more and more every second. It's getting smaller and smaller. Um, surprised by your arrival, the character playing, or the, uh, the two headed, four foot tall, uh, abomination type person in the corner playing the viol says, And Jericho to the east, out of a window, 
you can see way far in the distance what looks to be the silhouette through the mist of Castle Ravenloft. Oh, poopy. Um, fellas, we are really, really far away from where we just were. If we're trying to escape, we may have found our ticket out, but if we want to stay in the castle, I think we're going to have to go back through this little fire thing before it goes out. You might be on to something there. Let's let's head back toward where we was just were. I'm going to put my hand right next to the fire. I'm going to go, I'm going to touch the fire. We all in agreement? Oh, okay, I'll he's going. smack that fire. All right, I'm going to, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> As you leave, you hear, I will say. Before, before we disappear into the fire, I just very want, very quickly want to say, I'm sorry we killed your cousin. <laughs> <laughs> and you're back. You're back uh, in where the brazier is. The fire above you is going. the The hourglass is now, you know, halfway, halfway down. It's been about two and a half minutes at this point, um, and the the fire is is dying and dying uh, as the hourglass continues to pour. Perception wise, does the hourglass seem to correlate with the time of the flame going down? Yes, it does. It seems as though this hourglass is a timer for how long the portal remains open, Mister. Yay! Was this man playing a violin with one hand? He was holding one end with his crustacean arm and playing it with the right hand. Or the opposite, uh, maybe. Yeah, yeah. You said he was playing it with his human arm. I thought you said he was holding a vial with a his... Vi- viol, excuse me. Yeah, gotcha. I thought, he, I thought we busted in on like a mad scientist playing his own dramatic mad science music in the background. <laughs> Ooh, very nice. No. Well, fellas, that was, uh, that, well, that was interesting, but, uh, you know, I, I don't necessarily think that was the right option. It took us away from uh, where we're supposed to be. But we did learn something. We learned how it works to some degree. And we learned it's more than put together wrong, fellas. Yeah. And we learned that we have a time limit. So I think we need to decide where do we want to go? It should be noted as well that if you check out the map behind you in the middle of the wall, there's a staircase that's not the staircase you came down. Behind mm-hmm. to the right of that staircase, there's another staircase leading up, and mm-hmm. then to the south on the south wall, there is another doorway leading out of this room. Okay. Um well, how about that? Yeah, I guess I want to go around and check and see if any of the doors are Locked or unlocked. As you walk around and check, it seems that all the doors in this room are unlocked. You can open them all. Oh, yeah. Um, what was it? Looks like we got a lot of options. We don't necessarily have to use this fire thing right now. If we can manage to get our way back to it, it might be a good way to escape if any of these doors lead to something terribly unfortunate. Bye be a good idea I want to just very casually not trying to hide anything but not thinking too much about it I want to grab one of the little glass orb gem things whatever Mm -hmm. 
Uh, by the time you finish this conversation, the indigo flame has gone down and the white flame has reappeared. And in the... Uh... Yeah, and, and in the hole where Dermon pulled the indigo stone from, another indigo stone has appeared. Also, hi, Luis. Good evening, sir. Uh, Reginald, I don't know if they... It looks like the one Dermon used came back. I don't know if they'll come back if you take one and don't use it. The hourglass start when he took that thing? When he took it out of the th- the his place? Number one, did the hourglass reset when the fire went out? Yes, excuse me. When the fire went out, the sand of the hourglass was sucked back to the top of it. When Reginald okay. removed the stone to put in his pocket, the sand, the sand did not begin again. Okay. I didn't say I put it in my pocket. Excuse me. When you removed it, it did not begin again. Oh, you totally knew exactly where I was going with this. <laughs> I got an intuition about me. And then I put it in my pocket. Okay. Reginald, I, we might well just want to leave that here in case, well, in case you don't make it back. Well, maybe, maybe you ought to grab one yourself. I don't even know where these all go. I don't even know which one to grab. I'm just leaving it. I'm leaving it up to a random choice. I just grabbed one. I'm happy to read the verse that tells you that, you know, seems to be the map to what they do again if you need it. DM's choice. I'm just being completely random about it. Because honestly, I'm my thing is at some point in the future, somebody's going to want to go somewhere and they're going to say, well, crap, or we're going to find some other method of using this thing. We can toss it into a fireplace. I don't know. Or okay. when we make it back here, guess what? It's still with us. Reginald, you're low intelligence. What's your, what's Reginald's favorite color? I like clear. <laughs> He's green. I am green. I am green. Yeah. You, you picked up the green one. <laughs> and Jericho, I remember you said earlier, uh, when you, you mentioned right before Dermon left and tossed the indigo one in, you mentioned the coffins. Uh, in your mind, as soon as he grabs the green one, you look up and remember that it said green to where the coffin's hide. I uh, mentioned that Reginald might be colorblind. You picked up the green one. Okay. Which one did you even grip? Oh, you got... Well, you got the one that says something about a coffin. Right. Yeah. Look, if it's a coffin... I want to go there at least. Let's, let's... You can keep it. Let's, uh... Let's figure out what these other doors lead to, and then we will come back to this. How about that? It sounds reasonable. Demon, you on board with this? Absolutely. I see no reason to stay here. We know what this does. We may as well figure out something else to do. Fun. I want to go to that uh, southward door and uh, open it. All right, you go to the southward door and uh, open it. And what you see is the words I will speak next. Two large wooden thrones rest on this balcony. Behind the thrones hangs a red velvet curtain, 30 feet long. The ceiling here is 10 feet high. So I see a red velvet curtain. Essentially, yes. (laughs) (laughs) I would like to go through that curtain and see the rest of the stuff you told me about. All right. So you go through the curtain and you see the thrones and you're now standing on a balcony. Um, and you see 
that dark, low shapes thrust up out of the still, brackish water that fills this 50-foot square room, the ceiling of which is festooned with hanging chains that look like thick, black web strands. A balcony set into the north wall overlooks the room and has two large thrones, that's where you're standing atop it, with a red velvet curtain behind them. <laughs> um, yeah, maybe not this one. I want to go back through that door. Gotcha. Behind me. Hey, what'd you find? Yeah, maybe not that one. There's some sort of uh, pool of sea monsters. Hey, no, I'm good. I'm it's good. there's two chairs in there for uh, watching the watching the sea monsters. Nope. Already got one adventure. <laughs> uh, nope. We already got one. We don't need more adventure sprinkles on this adventure. Honestly, it was a nice setup. It seemed like probably used for something else until they put the sea monsters in it. Yeah, let's go check the other ones. What's what's down this way? And I just want to point towards one of the other doors. Josh, I can't choose the doors for you. (laughs) So you said there was another stairway, but I don't know which stairway we came down. The far left. Yeah. The far okay, we came down the far left if we're looking at on the map. So I'm going to point towards that one that's on the far right. All right, cool. You Those go and cool. open that door. Correct. Excuse me? Those wooden things on the, uh, or those brown squares on the map itself, those are actual doors, correct? Yeah, that's how I'm treating them. Okay. All right, I'm going to open door number three. Door number three. You are sure. beset before you is, mm. behind the door lies a dark spiral staircase <laughs> that does not go up, but only, does not go down, but only up. I got a staircase here, fellas. Up or down? It's just the up lever. All right. Didn't that, didn't that fellow say that Strong was down? Yeah, and we just came from up, so I don't know. Mm. But he said Strahd was down when we were up, so you know what I mean. Yeah, I don't know for much trust, you fellow, myself. No, I mean, what you got? Well, to be honest, I would rather like to go back and explore more of those gems, but um, I don't really feel like going too high up would be much of a... I don't feel like there's much of a point in that. I think we should explore down here a bit more. I agree. Uh, We'll just have to be careful with the stones to make sure we don't end up too far away and can't get back. Well, that's true. Let's check this last door, and if it's not promising, then then we can uh, use the brazier again. Juice just sneezed. Bless you, Juice. Um, I want to open that middle door. The door creaks open to reveal a stone staircase between rough masonry walls. There is a little dust, or there is little dust on the steps, but light fog tumbles down the steps from above. Fog, like, is it really cold? Uh, just fog. You know, creepy fog. Um, Drama Queen put fog on this staircase over here. It's not really dusty. I imagine he probably uses it fairly often. Can I see to the top of the staircase? Uh, yeah, it looks like there's a hallway at the top. Okay. Um, it doesn't go very high before it kind of levels off into a room up there. I say we go that way. All right. Um, 
keep track of where we go so we can get back here if we need to. Where do you... Uh, oh. I'm hefting up my great axe up over my shoulder, Louisville Slugger style, and I'm going to bring up the rear. All right. Did, did you make a call on whether you're taking that stone or not? Oh, yeah. I definitely got a stone in my pocket. All right. Green stone is in the pocket. I'm Welcome a... to... Go ahead. What? I'm going to stealth up those stairs. All right. Roll the stealth for me. Is it dark? It is dark. Cool. All these places you guys are seeing pretty much in dark vision except that room with the brazier because there was a fire lighting it but this this room is very dark sweet i got that quaint little 26 perfect you are barely uh, make it i did defoliable cool anybody else doing anything on the way up or no uh yeah you know i'll still too it's a little skill i don't use all that often i got 12 cool Reginald is not intending for stealth. He is just, he is here for the adventure, and he knows that he is here to adventure, <laughs> adventure and chew bubble gum, and he is all out of bubble gum. Yeah. All right. Uh, you guys make it up to the top of the staircase, and you sit in uh, the following. This tunnel is cut into the pillar stone of Ravenloft itself. Its surface is slick, and its ceiling is barely six feet high. A lingering fog limits visibility to a few feet. Dermon travels slowly. Hand on the wall. Okay. I want to say Reginald travels in a stooping fashion. Would that be stupidly? Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Reginald <laughs> proceeds stupidly down... Down uh, into this room. Well, I guess across um, into this room. Yeah. So this place is very eerie. It reminds you of the hallway you just came down where the, um, where you had that, you saw that glyph and you had the thing with Strahd and all that different stuff. Um, hmm. But uh, it's, the, it's very similar hallway. Ceilings are low. Uh, does anybody want to roll like a... Roll a history check for me. Anybody want to roll roll a history check? Uh, Why not? I got an 11. Ooh, I got a 5. I got a 7. Okay, nothing special. Wow. This tunnel is about 120 feet long, so you guys go walking down it. Um, roll uh, Roll a perception for me. 27. Not 20. 13. Uh, Jericho and Derman, at about that mark on the map, if you're looking at it, hopefully you are, at about that mark on the map where you see the T, guess what that T stands for? Trap. Stand for trap. I really wanted to look for it, but I knew that I wouldn't knew that, so I didn't. <laughs> so here's the thing. I think I mentioned this last week, but I read a tweet and or some, someone talking about D&D, and I was like, if your characters are typically shrewd people, you should treat them as if they're almost always shrewd. And the fact that you guys are in a dungeon, you've already experienced several traps, I'm going to give you the benefit of the doubt that if you were really in this situation at every turn, you would have your butthole clenched waiting for a trap to pop out. Yeah. So I'm, I let you roll the, per, the the perception without asking me to roll it. Especially like, in super eerie hallway. I'm like... Yeah. Yeah, he'd definitely be looking for traps, especially since fog covers the floor. 
keep you looking for stuff on the floor. I lost right. my I, best weapon looking for a trap. Ideally, you guys would tell me that you want to look for the trap, but I'm giving you the I want to give you the benefit of the doubt anyway, assuming that you will. Yeah, well, I feel like it's awkward because we want to go into it and say, "Oh yeah, we look for this," but then it's also marked on the map, so we don't want to be meta about it. Exactly. I think the map is more beneficial than it is negative, though. So um, I like I like everybody being able to kind of at least see what's going on. It helps it helps you guys understand descriptions a lot more, which is I'm, I I really uh, like. Yeah. So you guys notice that uh, there's a there's a trap on the floor. It looks like a it looks like a trap door of some kind uh, that you would not want to step on. It looks like a, one of the almost like a rabbit trap, like one of those traps where it's very lightly affixed, and if enough weight were to be put on it, it would snap and drop drop you into a place that you may or may not want to go. Original, hey. hold up for a second. I'll see you. you see, okay. Yeah. Hold up, hold up. I want to reach in my pack and grab out some of the random food that we grabbed earlier and just toss it right up on that thing. You could use your already broken spear. No. <laughs> I'm in a castle again. with a vampire. I'm keeping my wooden stake. <laughs> Tell me how much food you toss over there. Um... I'm going to, you know what? I had that, that eight sweet. pound meat log. I'm just going to toss that up on there. Yeah. Okay. When you, when you toss the meat log, you, the, the floor rattles, but nothing happens. All right. What if I like really hurled it at that, at the floor? It's already uh, like touchdown style. I mean, if you jumped up in the air and slammed it on the floor, maybe. Gotcha. Well, knowing that the floor rattled a little bit, eh. I don't think it's what we assume it was, fellas. Not a trap. Anybody got a way across it? Um, not it's really. only five feet long. If you wanted to just hop over it, I wouldn't make you roll. You said that the uh, room with the brazier was 30 feet across, so those blocks are 10 feet. Oh, you're right. Never mind. It's 10 feet across. All right, so I am going to... I am going to take out my mighty rope. Okay. The rope that we should have used earlier in the game. <laughs> the rope that is just a bunch of cut up pieces tied in a knot that once held an armor suit. But it's still a rope, doggone it. All right. Uh, yeah. Fellas, hold, hold on to the end of this here. If I fall down in that trap, hold myself back up, all right? I'm, um, maybe you yeah, should. No, I grab it. And I also make the armor grab it as well. Okay, that'll okay. work. Grab the rope. Yeah. All right. Okay, the armor, um, the armor latches on. I'm also gonna grab it. Whew. Okay. As a as a as a champion, I have remarkable athletes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and it lists a bunch of stuff uh, about proficiency bonus and everything, but it says in addition. When you make a running long jump, the distance you can cover increases by the number of feet equal to your strength modifier. Okay. So just whatever I make on my long, on my long jump, I just add my strength modifier. All right. Do you know how to roll a long jump? I don't. I am not sure. What, Dermon? Uh, I'm pretty sure you just do it. Yeah, it's only 10 feet. You're a, you're a level 8 whatever... Oh, also, you guys really should take a level after killing Rahadin, but we'll oh, deal with that. Heck yeah. Um, yeah, when you How make long a long jump. 
Is that you want, you want me to go ahead with this? Yeah, go ahead and talk, tell me about it. Uh, when you make a long jump, you cover a number of feet up to your strength score if you move at least 10 feet on foot immediately before the jump. When yeah, you, you make, make it? Uh, yeah, when you make it a looks... standing long jump, you can only leap about half that distance. So, well, hey, this is like one of the only times I've ever been able to use that in a game. I'm, I'm doggone it. I'm using it. I'm, I'm doing my doing my thing. Reginald, I am going to make you do one roll, though. The floor, the floor is only six feet tall, or the, the ceiling is only six feet tall. This long jump is not just a long jump. You're diving head first. It's the only option. I'm running that thing like Naruto style. I want you. I want you to just roll a d twenty. If you, something horrible happens, I'll let you know. All right, here comes the roll, fellas. Here we go. Nine. You succeed. You go sprinting over to the trap door. You leap right at the edge. You dive forward, barely even going vertical at all, just shooting across the trap door and doing a tuck and roll and standing up on the other side. All right. Now, I want to turn back to everybody else. That's how it's done. Now, come on, bring yourselves over here. Um, Demon, you can just climb the wall, can't you? Well, I could if I wanted to be boring about it. Yeah, it might be cheating a bit on that. Yeah. Well, could you keep your armor holding the rope for me while I cross it? I'm not exactly <laughs> a cat man. Absolutely. I'll make sure you don't die, Molly. Don't worry. Cool. I jump onto the trap door and die. Teach <laughs> <laughs> you. Jump onto it. No. Um, I was going to say, before you jump onto it, grab a sausage. I'm going to jump across. <laughs> And you catch him by his sausage. <laughs> you no, you successfully jump across the same way Reginald did. Okay, I rolled a ten. Nice. All right, um, Demon. I think um, you're up next. I have I have the armor. Uh, actually, I turn to the armor, and <laughs> and thinking. Purely of his safety, I ask him a question. Armor. <laughs> if. Greet you. <laughs> can, I, can I pull you apart without killing you? Will that kill you? Or could I, could I, could I pull you piece by piece and throw you across for safety? Um. He like sh- he goes mm, and shakes his head and he grabs his own forearm and tries to pull as hard as he can. You can tell it's just not cutting loose. Well, that yeah, if, you, if you uh, let him keep holding on to the rope, I think the three of us could probably pull him across if he can't jump on his own. Yeah, ain't got a whole lot of time. We got to uh, continue on with this strong thing. Well, that is He's true. And he might not even weigh the thing down enough to trigger it. I did put a bunch of food down there. Let's not kid ourselves here. <laughs> All right, fine. And I, I, I jump across as well. Do I need to roll? I'll roll. Uh, no. Succeed. I only want to roll for a huh? I got a 15. Well, you succeed. 
I only want to roll for Reginald because he's a big boy and he's probably the tallest among you and he's could have bonked his head pretty good. Would have done any damage. Huh? Or it wouldn't How have good? done any damage. Oh, hitting my head. Yeah. I got you, Sabi. Yeah. All right, so before we pull this armor across, right, I want to take the end of my spear and stab my eight-pound sausage meat whatever that we got from um, the Wizard of Wine folks. Uh-huh. Let's see if I can get that thing back out of that trap. Yeah, you pull it out. Yeah. All right, boys, we save now. I got my sausage. <laughs> so stick that back in my pack. <laughs> All right, Dermot, do you tie off to your armor, buddy, over there? Oh, well, I think he can hold on. Um, Just hold on tightly. We're going to pull you across, okay? You don't want to let him try and jump? I mean, I feel kind of bad. Well, I guess. I mean, if you think you'll, if you'll feel left out, um, hey. go ahead and jump across. <laughs> Mister right. Armament, hold on to the rope just in case. What's his strength score? Oh, it's uh, fourteen. Okay. Um. Yeah, I guess he pulls it off. Hey. There we go. But the sound of him, cr- like he dives, and the sound of him crashing into the floor at your feet is, <laughs> and you can hear an echo back and forth down this hallway a hundred thousand times, like someone oh. sliding a trash can across concrete. <laughs> <laughs> like imagine Stone Cold Steve Austin and Triple H are using only two trash cans apiece, slamming them into each other's heads in this hallway. <laughs> <laughs> that is a visual right there. <laughs> That's the noise. All right, you guys are on the other side of the uh, this trap door, and it seems like it's smooth sailing from here to the door that is at the end of the hall. Not and joking about the re-stealth, and I rolled a twenty-six again. Actually, impressive. Uh, I have advantage. I rolled again, and I got a nat twenty. Impressive. You're very, very, very invisible. Cool. Well, fellas, we defeated the trap. And I got my sausage back. It's a good day. Um, yes, I suppose. Now what? Well, we carry on to adventure and hopefully the death of Strahd. Sounds fair. Um, we'll set down there. Is it the way out down there? There's not many options unless we go back over the trap. No, I suppose not. And I, I head off in that direction. Gotcha. If you guys decide to go back across the trapdoor at any time, we're not going to do another 15 minutes of that. <laughs> uh, you guys just will succeed. Oh, man. I was going to see if I could do it backwards. Unless you're in distress or something, then we'll have to deal with it. Um, you guys go open the door to number one or to by that number one over there? Yes, sir. Yeah. All well, righty. I'm going to stealth over to number one and hope one of them opens it. Gotcha. All right. Uh, Dermot, it seemed like you went first, so you'll open the door. Is that okay? That is okay with me. I'll open the door, and if nothing happens, I'll roll perception. Buried deep beneath the keep of Ravenloft lie ancient catacombs, with arch ceilings supported by wide, hollow columns that double as crypts. Cobwebs hang limp in the musty air. <laughs> A thick fog clings to the floor, which is covered in putrid waste. The black ceiling is moving. 
So I want to kind of like tap both of these guys on the shoulder and dig that little green gem out of my pocket and point to it and just shrug. It works. We got two decrypts. Um, I'm stoked. <laughs> I am invisible. I put it back in my pocket. <laughs> <laughs> so are these uh are these one through forties the uh columns you said? These are columns that look as though they have doors on them. They seem to possibly double as crypts. They are crypts. Creepy. So what you're looking at is not like a big, big open room. You are in essentially tunnels. Mm. You know what I mean? Like uh, these are pillars. That ev- all the numbered portions are pillars that are holding up the ceiling. Um Let's see. Yeah, the catacombs are made of 10-foot-wide arched walkways running between 10-foot square crypts. Um, the ceiling is 20 feet high above you. So the ceiling is about 20 feet high. Each square is 10 feet, and each square you see with a number is like a pillar in between these catacombs. So you're like kind of in tunnels right now. What well, dang. I and it's dark. Uh, we're at number one, right? Is there still fog on the ground? There still be fog on the ground, but also the ground feels sticky, and it's kind of stinky in here. Mm, dead poopy on the ground. Uh, I'd like to perception check the ground to make sure we are not on deathly ground. Okay. Or not within like the next block that we may enter, or just whatever I can see. Gotcha. <laughs> Roll a perception check for me. That's a 24. Mm, you successfully check out the ground. You don't see any traps or anything. It seems like the ground's pretty sturdy around you, uh, but you can definitely tell that's some bat guano on the ground. Mm, juicy vampire. How, how, how relevant for the situation. Can It'd I... be bat booty. Can I whisper without breaking stealth? Since yeah, sure. I perceive that it's just us over here. Yeah. Hey, hey fellas. Yeah. I think there's bad crap on the ground. Oh. I was wondering what the smell was. Zenus, your whisper laughing is a lot louder than my actual whispering. All right, well, the microphone is off. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what this the problem is with this thing. It, when it's flashing, that means it's off. But no, you can hear me now. Yeah, I can. Is yeah, it flashing? It flashing when it when it was whatever. Your mute button broke. We've been hearing you whisper the whole time. <laughs> um, yeah, I think there's bat crap on the ground. Um, I don't see any traps. I've looked all around this little area. Which way do we want to go? Um, no, no, it looks wide open, tunnels. It's just, uh, and I want to step out into the room. All right, you're in the room. Let's just make our way across this space, I suppose. Yeah, 
Uh, you want to follow along the wall? I feel like it'd be less. It'd be easier not to get lost if we have something to as a point of reference. Good idea. Hey, cool. should we keep this rope out? Uh, no, I think you can put it out for now. Oh, okay. I'll, oh. St- I'll still got it if we need it. Okay. okay. I am going to stealthily head up to the north wall up there and kind of tap uh, Reginald in that direction. And Dermon, are you stealthed? Um, if you're replying, your microphone is finally muted because I can't hear you. Good. <laughs> there he is. Um, yeah, sure, I'll roll stealth because I don't want to, you know, die or anything. Okay, okay, but you weren't stealth for that conversation, correct? Uh, no, I was not. Then I'm going to also nudge you towards that north wall where I'm heading. Okay. Um, then, yeah, I would like to roll stealth and follow. Richard, not rolling stealth. He is just not actively trying to be loud about things. I got a right. twenty-one. Congratulations, you got it. Good job. Dope, dope. Okay. Uh, also, it should be noted, of course, Jer- Jericho, that you knew this already because of your stealth roll in the bat guano. But the ceiling that seemed to be moving before dims be bats. Yeah. I figured you knew that. All right, so you go up around and make it your way around the corner um, to that first little crypt there. And what you see on the door to that crypt is the words, Artista de Slop, Court Ceiling Painter. Wow. Yeah, you wouldn't think he'd get his own crypt. (laughs) Yeah, I mean... Especially when he paints his ceilings. I, mean, I don't know. I, I don't think I've seen the uh, court ceiling. Maybe it's really nice. Wait, this ceiling is moving, so maybe he did it wrong. Maybe I don't know. Those are bad, original. I want to continue creeping on down to three. Uh, Jericho, roll a remembrance check. Okay. I don't know what that is. Just roll, like, uh, intelligence. Um, My tactic for reminding you of things that you may not remember. With advantage, because I'm a smart boy. Would that be like an insight? I see. I think just intelligence. How much is... I'm just going to call it that. I may be wrong. No, you're you're pretty right. Intelligence is pretty much what you roll to recall lore. Yeah, that'll be perfect then. What? I got a 10. Your mind, as you walk through what now it seems obviously to be past a crypt for someone, your mind is drawn back to your fortunes for some reason. Oh, I was thinking that, but I couldn't, I didn't know if it was going to be in this one or if it was his own little thing. How fortunate. Hey, uh, Reginald. Yeah. You remember that crazy old lady told us something about the Mad Dog's Crypt? Everybody said it was in Castle Ravenloft when I asked them. Oh, yes. I, I seem to remember that. You want to split up and 
check these things for one that says mad dog or something dog related or mad related or MD 2020. But it sounds it sounds good to me. But what what happens when one of us finds it? I imagine whatever we were looking for would be inside it. it what was it? Right, but being it, we're not trying to be loud. How do we attract the attention of ourselves? Um. I'll check this third of the room. You go to the back third, and if Dermon is on board with us, Dermon, would you mind checking the middle third? Yes, that sounds good to me. And if you don't find it, come back to the door up here. And if you do find it, also come back to the door up here. And we will all meet back whenever we've searched everything. What what exactly right. are we looking for again? I know the crypt You're name. Um, what beyond no. that? Hang on. I had it pulled up earlier. Where yeah, okay. Um the card was the Six of Swords, the Berserker. Um the card said or it, the old lady, I should say, said, Find the mad dog's crypt. The treasure lies within beneath the blackened bones. So look for blackened bones or like a skeleton or something burnt. I, I don't know. So Reginald's kind of got like the far look in his eyes, gazing out across the room. Right. Um, best do it, dude. I'll start off towards the other end of the room. I begin as well. Start checking through one through 11, I guess. All right, help me understand. Wait, one through eleven. Me go through one through eleven. Uh, Derman gets twelve through twenty, and then Reginald gets. Uh, I thought it ended at thirty, but it ends at thirty-nine. Forty. Forty. Never mind. Uh, I guess Reginald gets all those down. Uh, I'll start looking at all them down there. Yeah. Okay. Um. Tell me this to save us a little bit of time or anything extra. Are you guys stopping for anything that's not the Mad Dog script? Um, unless like one has a gold gilded door and says treasure lies within. And okay, one- gotcha. Um, I am intrigued by the fact that the ceiling painter would be in here. So Reginald just as a character is kind of like, who else did they plant down in this hole? So okay, so I'm stopping to kind of glance at each name a little bit. You don't have to read them all off, but like, yeah, that's what Reginald's doing. Gotcha. I'm going to read the names off. I think they'll be interesting for you to hear. I'm going to read them. If any of them, if any of them strike your fancy, uh, we can stop. So Jericho, you start at number two, moving to three, four, five, seven through eleven. Um, you found Lady Isolde Yunk, Isolde the Incredible, purveyor of antiques and imports. You find Prince Ariel de Plumet, Ariel the Heavy. Mm. Um, the oh, no, sorry, never mind. Uh, you see Artank Swilovich, friend and member of the Barovian Wine Distillers Guild. Oh, you yep. see. I'll open that one. Okay, cool. Um, roll, yep. a, a, roll a strength check. All right. 
So these these are big stone doors. They're it's like a it's like a grave headstone jammed into a pillar that you're trying to pull off. And leveling up is fairly easy for me. Do you want while you're reading for me to take a level up or all of us? To yeah, take a it level would be up? a good idea for you guys to level up real quick if that's going to be fairly easy for you. Is this video game style where when we level up we have full health? Nope. Or dang it. <laughs> mm. That is a 14 to strength. No, never mind. Uh, 13 to strength. I thought I had a plus one. You try pretty difficult, pretty hard, but you're unable to pull the stone, the stone door away. But as you grab close to it, you can smell the faint smell of wine just barely around the edges. All right. Um, what number was that? I'd like to make note of it. Number five. This was Artank Swilovich. All right. Swilovich. That's pretty funny. What is this swill? Um, uh, crypt number six. Uh, ooh. Yeah. Roll a perception check for me, bud. Oh, yeah. Ooh, boy. That's a 10. You step on a plate that you didn't notice that releases some poison darts that shoot at you that were hidden in tiny Indiana Jones holes. Um, that sounds weird, but everybody knows exactly what you're talking about. Yep, exactly. Uh, so quickly roll. I'm going to roll to see if they hit you. Um, they rolled a unnatural 20. Mm. Um, my armor class is 16. All right, so you are successfully hit by four poison darts. Let's roll some damage. That's four, six, oof, 10, and 13. You're going to take 13 damage from these poison darts. Good. Real quick. Poison dots. Uh, roll a constitution saving throw for me. Oi. That's a... Uh, where's my constitution? Plus two. Ten. You also take ten poison damage. Dang it. Mm. I... So, you get hit by the poison darts. You're you're feeling slow, but you're not fully poisoned. You just you know the 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 things hurt worse than darts. They're burning you like they were soaked in something. But for your for your pain, you earn the name of the person in this crypt, Saint Markovia, dead for all time. Mm. I, uh. I'd like to make a survival check, I guess. Maybe perception. I want to see if I stand on this thing again. Is it? Am I currently standing on it? You are currently standing on it. Okay. Do I see where the murder holes are? You do. Can I avoid them now that I know where they are? Uh, yeah, I'd say so. Okay. Then I'm going to uh, disengage my body from their direction and then step off the plate. Gotcha. Before you do that, would you roll another remembrance roll for me? Yeah. That's a 12. No, plus 
one is 13. You remember when you read St. Markovia, you remember the um, Baron of Cresks telling you that about St. Markovia and how she led the last attack on the castle of Ravenlaw. Yeah. You remember that she was certainly an enemy of Strahd. Mm-hmm. And she was the one with the uh, temple and stuff. Correct. Um, okay, so I stepped off the thing. Uh, you success. Nothing happened, but you can hear the trap rearm. Okay. Um, I'm gonna push it again, but still okay. out of the way of the thing. You successfully do that. Does it shoost? It does shoost. Okay. Um. All right. Cool. I'm gonna avoid that next time. Okay. I'm gonna try for that door though. Also, still keeping out of the way of the murder holes. Gotcha. You try to open the door? Yes, sir. Okay. That be a twelve. You are unsuccessful at pulling the door. Um, from uh, its <laughs> yeah, from its holes. These these things are fastened pretty well. It it moves a little bit, but you can't get it quite to move. Of course, you you feel though as though if if Reginald were here, he might be able to pull it off. Um, moving along, moving along. The ooh, the stone door of crypt number seven lies on the floor. Its inscription obscured by fog. The crypt gapes open. A skull, some bones, and a few bits of rusted armor lie atop a marble slab with a leering stone gargoyle squatting at each end. Are the bones of this skeleton blackened? They are not. Okay, I pass it along. Okay, you also go past Duchess Dorf- Dorfinia Delicisna. Um, you also pass one for Piddlewick, Fool of Dorfinia. Mm. Um, you also pass one for Sir Leonid Krushkin, Sir Lee the Crusher, bigger than life. He loved his jewelry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then finally for 11, you see Tasha Pes- Petrovna, Healer of kings, light unto the west, servant, companion. All right. All right, moving on, Dermon. We're going to talk about what you passed by. You you there? Yes, sir. All right, you passed by King Troisky, the three-faced king. I mean, he's pretty interesting, like, right from the get-go, man. Uh Uh-huh. Um... No, I mean, I'm mostly making a joke. Um, okay. But he is, he is an interesting name, though. Gotcha. You can move on? Uh, yeah, yeah, for now. All right. If, if you thought he was interesting, strap in. King Katsky. Katsky the Bright. Ruler, inventor, and self-proclaimed time traveler. Oh. Dang. Open that door. <laughs> You're going to try to open it? Roll a strength check for me. I'm going to open that door yesterday. Uh, okay, hang on just one second. Let me get back to my... Oh my gosh, I'm, I'm reading what's inside this crypt. <laughs> it's like some Generation Xer with a smartphone. <laughs> Old Dermot is inside saying, you finally opened it. <laughs> You're successful. You pop the door open. 
A skeleton draped in rags lies atop a marble slab in the center of the crypt. Lying amid the bones is a stopper drinking horn, a fat pouch, and a weird-looking scepter made of metal and wood. Above the bones, hanging from the dome ceiling by wires, is a wooden flying contraption that looks like a set of folding dragon wings fitted with leather straps, metal buckles, and a taut, and taut leather wing flaps. Oh no! Wow, it's a jetpack. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, jetpack. So, what? What is the? What is the fat pack? What do you, you don't know. Okay. Well, I go and fat pouch, not a fat, fat pack, a, pouch. A, a pouch. Um, I go and investigate the pouch. All right, you open it. It contains twenty silver marbles. Hmm. Silver. Alright. So let me go ahead and I'll reread the description of what you see and I'll (laughs) give you you some flair. What Dermon, the cat man of medieval kind of time, sees is is a stopper drinking horn, a fat pouch, and a weird looking scepter made of metal and wood. That's what you would see if you were Dermon. Mm-hmm. But say, if you and I looked at it, we might see something else. We might know what we see. Well, that's handy. I, I, I do not, I do not know. Okay. I'm gonna... What is the... What is the rod? I go to, I go to that. You examine the rod... Uh, it seems to be a long cylindrical metal tube attached on top of uh, a wooden possible handle. There seems to be a ring on the bottom side and a very thin sliver of metal coming out the bottom of the wood. There also seems to be a sort of strange metal hinge on top, a, a strange metal hinge on top of the, you know, on top of the wooden handle attached to the metal uh, cylinder which is hollow on the inside. Almost a metal tube. Or is this a baseball bat? I don't know. No. I'm too tired to think of what this is. Do, do either of the other two of you have it? Josh has Oh, yeah. It. Okay. We got a musket and a powder horn. <laughs> oh. Yeah, and you found a musket. Silver, the silver musket balls. Yep. <laughs> They're silvered bullets. Gotcha. That's cool. Hey. I'm gonna take it all. I was gonna take okay. it all anyway, regardless, <laughs> because it's, gotcha. it's interesting treasure to Dermon. So comprehend it. Now, I want. Can I reach the the backpack? Absolutely, you can. I grab it. He's gonna come back to <laughs> being spotted. I've got yeah. dart sticking out of me. Who knows what's going to happen to Reginald? But he comes back with a musket and a backpack yeah. with wings. <laughs> All right. So this is a glider, it looks like. Um, you reach up and grab it. it. It obviously looks like something you put on. You know what wings do. You you intuitively are able to put this thing. It takes you about one minute to put it on. Um, how much do you weigh? <laughs> well, let me look really quick. Let me see how much they weigh. Uh, 
Uh, Tabaxi are taller on average than humans and relatively slender. I mean, they're giant cats, so Durbin's probably clocking in somewhere around... I want to, I, honestly, I'm feeling 60 pounds. 60 pounds? I don't know. He's a thin boy. I mean, he's not particularly strong. Okay, let's let's get it. I want to Google that. 60 sounds super light. 60 might be yeah. super light. I don't know. He's Catman. And he's taller than most humans. That's true. I'd say he probably weighs the same amount as a human, given that he's That's taller right. but slimmer. The Forgotten Realms wiki says... Tabaxi average weights between 200 and 250. Okay, well then, okay. He's definitely probably not 200 because he, like, I imagine Dermon to be pretty slender. Like, he's not, he's not super strong. So he's gotcha. probably clocked so in probably... like 180. Okay, gotcha. Right. Roll an intelligence check. Intelligence, okay. Um, shoot, hang on. Uh, where is it? Okay, I had to get my stamp. Uh, six. Uh, you do. You cannot immediately tell how much weight this thing will hold, but you can tell it's a glider of some kind. All right. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and put it on. I guess. Just keep it there. Okay. I really did not get that musket thing. I was. I. I. My mind was stuck on it being a lever. Yeah. And you were gonna I, grab it and it was gonna pull. <laughs> I was doing my best. I'm sorry. No, no. I mean, you were reading the description. I mean, I got it. I thought you did all right. Okay. Yeah. Do you move on from here? Um, if I've got everything, uh, if I've got everything from in there, then yeah. All right, you like have everything that I see immediately. Then yeah. Yeah, you grabbed it. You have found next in script fourteen, Stabal Indibak, a truer friend no ruler ever had. Here lies his family in honor. Um, wait, the name Stabal Indibok. No, wow, somebody had fun with that one. Yeah, that was fun. <laughs> All right, you're moving on. We gotta pay attention to more of these names. Uh, what you got, Dermon? Uh, yeah, I'm moving on. All right, next is Crypt 15, Kazan. His word was power. Oh yeah, I go in there. Also, also, I really check. feel like that's a DC ripoff, but you know, we'll just we'll continue. <laughs> Maybe too. I go in there. Yeah, I'm. I'm I want to open that door. Sorry, after all. Oh, uh, Nat 20. Nice. You pull you pull away the stone. A skeleton draped in rags lies atop a marble slab in the center of the crypt. The skull has black opals set in its eye sockets and shards of amber where its teeth should be. Ooh. Can, Freaky. Can I take them? I wanna <laughs> wait. 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 I wanna roll perception. Okay. That is a foot wait. Hold on, uh, things have changed. That is a, that is a sixteen. To do what now again? Roll, roll perception. I want to see if like there are any obvious like traps or pitfalls or anything. It doesn't look like it. I'm gonna go in and I'm gonna pluck them, pluck them bad boys out of that skull. Or yeah, may, you know, if I can't do that, I'll just take the whole skull. Okay, you uh, pluck the gems out. 
You now have the gems. These black opal gems. They look very, very valuable. Okay, hang on. I gotta write this down. I got a bunch of crap just now. Yeah. Wait. Um. I thought I had other gems. I, I do. Bag of five gemstones. What are they? Black opals? Black opals. Black opals. shards. Okay. Uh, if I don't see anything other else, then I'm uh, bounce out of here and go on down to the next one. All right, else short teeth. Nah, it's all right. I'm gonna leave them there. This one's pretty funny. Elsa Falona von Twitterberg. She had many followers. Huh. Sir <laughs> Sir Cedric Spinwitovich, Admiral Spin Spinwitovich. Confused though he was, he built the greatest naval force ever ever assembled in a landlocked country. <laughs> wow. Um, Good for um, him. Good for him. Whoa. Crypt number 18, dude. The stone door of this crypt has been carefully laid on one, laid to one side. Through the swirly mist of the perpetual fog, freshly engraved letters spell out the words... Irina Kolyana, wife. Oh, poopy. The crypt is empty and has been swept clean. Um. I, should I? Would a would a perception roll reveal anything? No, uh. Uh-uh. It's just an empty tomb. Okay. Well, moving on. Looking ready for somebody to come get in. Come get in it, maybe. Uh, crypt nineteen. Artemis, builder of the keep. Thou stands amidst the monument to his life. Uh, Crypt 20, Sasha Ivliskova, wife. Uh, Crypt 21, Petra Velikovna, bride. Mm, We've got a lot of brides here. Yeah. Next. And then... 21 through 40, Reggie's? Yeah, 21 through 40 is Reggie's. Mm. I'm going to do a lot of... Check that downstairs. Do what now? I said unless Derman wants to check the downstairs as part of his thing, the K87. Uh, since that wasn't part of the plan, let's just get through these real quick. I know I'm kind of driving this a little bit now, but... No, um, this is kind of fun. Let's get through the crypts if we can. Quick time. Yep. All right. Um, number 21. I just did one 21. So 22. Sir Eric Vonderbucks is what you see on the door. Reginald, when you get to crypt number 23... Yeah. The first, whenever you happen upon this crypt, you see your own name etched into the door. I want to just very lightly knock on that door with a with a knuckle. No sound comes from within. All right. I want to try to open that thing. Strength check. All right. It's about eight million, but I mean, I'll go ahead and roll anyway, I guess. Okay. Dang it, I can't remember my strength modifier. There it goes. Scrims! It's a nat one. You fail to open That's it. a crit fail right there. You can't get your fingers behind the, the door <laughs> to open it up. It seems it seems almost freshly laid in there. Can't get my sausage fingers in there. Mm. Moving on. Right. You see so, yeah, moving on. 
24. Ivan Ivliskovich, champion of winter dog racing. The race may go to the swift, but vengeance is for the loser's relatives. <laughs> okay. Uh, 25. Stefan Gregorovich, first counselor to King Barov Zonzarovich. Von Zarovich. Crypt 26, Entry Sikbalu. He spurned wealth for the knowledge he could take to heaven. Hmm. Uh, Crypt 27 is missing a door. Can't just like do I can I perception? Is there anything inside? It's just an empty crypt. Cool. Crypt 28, Bascal Offenheis, Chef Deluxe. Hmm. I'm sure that's a reference, or it's some kind of joke that I'm not getting. A lot, of the, a lot of these, I feel like I'm just not getting them, but they're supposed to be funny. Yeah. Yeah. Moving along to Crypt 29, Baron Ice Glaze Droof. Crypt number 30. You stop me whenever you want to, Reginald, if ever. Oh, okay. Pre- Prefect Cyril Romulic, beloved king, ba- uh, beloved of King Barov and Queen Ravenovia, high priest of the most holy order. Mm, maybe keep moving. Crypt 31, we knew him only by his wealth. Wow. Um, <laughs> yeah, I want to see if I can kind of take a peek in that one. Okay. Uh, roll, roll strength. I'm going to strength it up. 21. Uh, you pull the door open. The crypt is empty. Its walls are painted to depict mountains of gold coins. Very softly, I'm grumbling inaudible curses to myself as I move over to 32. Okay. (laughs) The door to this crypt has no name or epitaph on it. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, The next one, Sir Klutz Tripolotsky, he fell on his own sword. Wow. Tripolotsky. (laughs) Sir Klutz Tripolotsky. Oh wow! Can I? I, I want to see if I can just slide this one open a little bit. Pop it open. Yeah. So strengthen that again. That's twenty-three. You pop it open. In the center of this crypt, atop a marble slab, human bones lie amid the empty shell of a suit of rusty plate armor. Plunged through the armor's breastplate is a long sword. Mm. How's that long sword looking? Do I need a perception something for that? No, it's looking pretty unspecial and rusty. Oh well. well. Nothing, nothing too fancy there. I think I'm just going to move on down then. Okay. Which one um, I'm going to let Josh continue on his search. I got to take Juice out real quick. Okay. I'll be right back. Leave the headphones? Yeah. Okay. All right. Headphones are here, but I can't hear. Which one was that? 33? Uh, yeah, that was 33. Crypt 34, King Dostron, the Hellborn. Hmm. Crypt 35, Sir Yarnwald, the Trickster. The joke was on him. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, crypt 36, claw marks obliterate the name on this crypt's door. I want to see if I can squeeze that one open. Pop it open. Uh, it is a 16. It is open. The, a skeleton draped in rags lies atop mar- marble slab in the center of this crypt. The text below says this crypt contains nothing of interest. Wow. Does it actually say that? Yep. Wow. Okay. Moving down. Crypt, Crypt 37. Growlmore Nimble Knobs. Wizard Ordinaire. 
Okay. And then Crypt 38, General Croval, Mad Dog Grizzleck, Master uh, of the Hunt, I the leader like, of Hounds and Men. I want to completely pass that one and check out 39 and 40, and I want to go, go back and tell the fellas where it's at. Okay. Cool. Mostly because um, the price is not back yet. Perfect. It makes sense. So you return to where that one is. Okay. So um, you want to check out 39 points since I only got two left. Gotcha. Crip 39. Uh, yeah. Crip 39 is Bocephalus, the wonder horse. May the flowers grow ever brighter where he trods. Hmm. Let me... Uh, let me check out number 39 there. That was the Rocky horse we found. Right. Uh, is it 12 to open? Uh, 15. 15 was Sorry, the 15 is what you need. Sorry, I, sh- I was confused. You were unable to pull right. that one open. Got it. All right. Well, I'm going to come back and check that one out a little bit. Okay. Cool, cool, cool. All right. So, uh, 40? 40 uh, is Tatsal Eris, Last of the Line. Wow. Is it because he's last in line? Uh, I guess so. Um, I will. Oh, my gosh. His name is Tats All Air Is. Yeah. That's all there is. <laughs> uh, there we go. Oh, my gosh. Silly D&D oh. people. Which one? I can't remember the name. Which one was 30? Uh, 30 was... Prefect Cyril Romulic, beloved king, uh, beloved of King Barov and Queen Ravenovia, high priest of the Most Holy Order. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, I want to just take a little peek, see in that one before I go back and find the fellas. Open it up. All right, is a ten. You are unable to pull it open, my friend. <clears throat> head scratching, good time. Reginald's actually scratching his head as he walks back to find the other dudes. Okay. If anybody thought that was super boring, I hope not. I, f- I think we had some interesting stuff thrown in there, and there's still interesting things, things. Yeah. Yeah. Left, left to be had down here, but it's a big, giant maze of crypts. I'm glad you got to look at them all. I didn't find my flying psychic tandem war elephant. I was looking for that one, but nope, sadly not on this turn. <laughs> Alas. All right, so I'm going to find these fellas and point in an excited fashion across the room towards number 38. All right. Uh, it's not so much across the room as like you're pointing Yonder. through a bunch of scary tunnels and stuff, but I understand what you mean. Gotcha. So you're back at number one. I assume everybody's kind of met back up at this place. Um, yes. Cheers, sir. Yeah, that'll do. All right. You guys arrive back at this place. I'm going to unstealth over there because... It doesn't seem to be anything here. All right, boys. Uh, Dermon? Yes? What is that? No, I did not find anything. <laughs> you have wings. I found nothing. He always had those, didn't he? Well, when I say nothing, what I should say, rather, is that I did not find what we were looking for, but serendipitously I found something I did not know I was looking for. I see. And then I found this stick and and silver balls. Not quite sure what that is, but, you know, maybe. I figured that out later. But now I have wings. 
what's in the uh, what's in the horn? You got got something to drink, there? Um, no, it's it's it is a grainy thing. I I would not uh, drink it. it. Smells odd. Do it we know what, like do we know what gunpowder yeah. is? I was about to say all three of you roll like a history check real quick for okay, me. Yeah, because I don't, I don't want to like just keep saying stuff. <laughs> Uh, I got a six. Gosh, come on, Dermon. I also got a six. Oh. I hear them sirens again. They're that's back. A oh, that's a siren? That's what you get for rolling that six. Apparently, dang. Mm. So I take it we none of us know. What did Reginald roll? A, a three. three. Oh, yeah, you guys are... You guys don't can't really tell what this grainy substance is. It's kind of weird that it's in a horn like that. Uh, maybe it, it's just old. We don't know how old it is. It could just be like wine that's really dried out. Yeah. Shall we leave it here? True, I suppose. No, I, I think I'll keep it with me just in case. Um, I don't know. Maybe it has a hidden use or maybe someone will buy it. I don't know. Well, uh, but, well you know, that, that's for another time. Reginald, what did you find? Yeah. Found it. Bunch of these crypts over there. What, hey, what, one of them said something about the the mad dog. Wouldn't, wouldn't that's the one we was looking for? Um, um yeah, it's exactly what we were looking for. Hey, this this way. Follow, follow me. I want to lead the way. Wait, uh, hang on, Reginald. Um, let's take stock of everything we found before we go opening something we can't close back just in case. Ah. Hmm. Uh, I found the tomb of Saint Markovia. You remember the weird lady that uh, Chris Goff was telling us about? Vaguely. Her tomb is the one over there, and it had a big trap in front of it. That's how I got these. And I turned to present the darts in my side. <laughs> oh, nice. It's uh, got adventure wrote all over it. I'm going to pluck those out. Okay. Which and, one was that? In the corner? Yeah. Okay. And uh, there was some other stuff. Um, number five, uh, uh, he was from a wine distillery. Could be... I'm wondering if one of those stones that we need is behind his crypt. Seems fair enough. Check it out while we're on this side of the room. I feel like if there's going to be one that's trapped it's a mosquito I feel like if there's going to be one that's trapped it's not going to be that one he seems least important to the ones I found oh and original you might like number nine it was a crypt for some fellow named Piddlewig the Fool sounds like my kind of fella <laughs> uh, <laughs> shall we go check out the winery fella uh, Dude, let's. German? Let's just go that way. I, you arrived. Huzzah. I'm going to try to grasp at that door. I'm a. Right, roll. Yeah, roll with advantage. It's a 21. You successfully pop open the door to crypt number five. Artank Swilovich, a uh, friend and member of the Barovian Wine Distillers Guild, you are greeted by the faint smell of wine. A skeleton draped in rags lies atop a marble slab in the center of the crypt. Heaped around it, covering the entire floor, are thousands of empty wine bottles. Thousands. Each bottle's label shows it is from the Wizard of Wines Winery, and the label names the wine 
And the label names the wine inside. Champagne de la Stomp, Red Dragon Crush, or Purple Grape Marsh number three. Can I grab one of each? Sure. I'm going to grab some of that Red Dragon, put that in the bag. And they're, em- they're empty wine bottles, remember? Oh, they are? Okay. Oh. Well, I still want to grab one Red Dragon bottle, because I think that's the one stone that we couldn't find, wouldn't it? I think the Champagne de la Stomp is the one that you can't find. Ooh, let me grab one of them Stumpy bottles. Um, okay. Then I'm going to put my bottles back. I, I thought they were had stuff in them. Gotcha. Sorry about that. Um, is that it? Uh, would That's I, it. Uh, get anything from a perception roll? Nah. Okay. Um, if your fortunes were different, maybe. Gotcha. But. Um. Another one. Uh, we can check out Saint Malkavia's crypt. She's right there. But watch out for the pressure plate on the floor. Arrows come out of the wall at those holes right there. Hold up. I got something for arrows. I'm going to get out my trusty shield. Nice. And I'm going to approach that door. I go to assist him. Yeah, you guys have all, all you guys have figured out the trap. Roll roll to open that thing up I'm with advantage. While they stand in front of the door. <laughs> it was a 16. You successfully pull the door off of the crypt of St. Markovia. This crypt smells of roses. The remains atop its marble slab have disintegrated. Marble slab, I'm triggered. I need some ice cream. Excuse me. The remains atop its marble slab have disintegrated, except for one thigh bone. All right, well, I'm going to pick that up. As you reach for it and touch it, a ghostly form appears above the dust. Ooh. Put it back. Put it back. Put it on so, uh, so faint that you can barely discern more than part of a face. From this apparition comes the faintest of whispers. The vampire must be destroyed. Use me as your weapon. And with that, it fades away. So visually, Reginald has gone out of the room and uh, has halfway closed the door and is just peeking back inside. Okay. What'd you say, Dermon? Am I to understand that this thigh bone is a weapon? Uh, It would seem to be. Maybe. Um, Can I investigate it, Keith? Sure. That's a mighty 19. All right. You detect that this is St. Markovia's thigh bone. Will you roll um, Arcana? I don't know if you have a detect magic spell, but I'm going to treat this Arcana roll like a detect magic spell. Well, let's find out, actually, if I have one. Um, No, I don't believe... No, I don't. Okay, I'll roll. Rolling up that Arcana. Uh, Nat 20. Nat 20, perfect. When you grab this thigh bone, you're overwhelmed by magical knowledge that you would not have otherwise had. You know that this weapon is a mace. This thing is big. It's I mean, it's a thigh bone, so the, there's a, you know, it's it's also ornately decorated a little bit. At the bottom, it has some jewels, and then at the top, uh, where the bone goes out to be actually be larger, where that joint would be, there's a metal, um, almost like bracelet wrap thing around it. 
Um, it has a this thigh bone has the properties of a mace of disruption. If it scores one or more hits against a vampire or vampire spawn in the course of a single battle, the thigh bone crumbles. Ooh, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Don't use it twice. It crumbles into dust once the battle concludes if you hit something twice with it. Wow. That sucks. Well, I mean, he made the Arcana check, so he might be able to discern that. Yeah, true, 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 true. So, uh, what is it, Damon? Well, it is a thigh bone that uh, seems to have been used as a mace. Huh. And that is, um, exciting, I suppose, in a way. Yeah, whatever lady that thigh bone come off of was not a looker. She might have been when she was alive. Uh, Demon, are you planning to use it? I, I don't see why not. All right. Swing. So, um, mace of disruption, real quick. When when you hit a when a when you hit a fiend or an undead with a magic with the mace of disruption, the creature takes an extra two d six radiant damage. If the target has twenty five hit points or fewer after taking this damage, it must succeed on a DC fifteen wisdom saving throw or be destroyed. Okay. Um, oh wow. Cool. So, will you? Uh, you don't have stats on it in the book, so it's just straight up mace of disruption. It is straight up Mace of Disruption. Okay, cool. I'll send you a photograph of it in the Discord. Awesome. Thank you, sir. You're welcome. All right. There you go. I've got uh, one more crypt I'd like to check out if you're willing. Um, that one right across from us it was Tasha the Healer. <laughs> uh, could be something with having in there. You suppose it's another beneficially bony body? Number 11, Keith. Number 11, Tasha the Healer. Tasha Petrovna, Healer of Kings, Light unto the West, Servant, Companion. I got the 18 to try to prize that door apart. All right. You pull off the door. A skeleton wearing tattered priestly vestments lies atop a marble slab in the center of the crypt. The domed ceiling overhead is painted with a glorious sun mural. Oh, see, it must be that other dude was painting all these things. I guess he deserves a spot down here. He could be. Could be. Erica, draped around the neck of the skeleton is a sun-shaped holy symbol. Oh. I'm, uh, touch it. See when if you touch it, here. when you touch it, you hear a ghostly whispering from a female voice. There is a grave to the west with roses that never die in a place built by healers in a village called Kresk. When all turns to darkness, touch this holy symbol to the grave to summon the light and find treasure long lost. Huh. Hey, what you got there? It, it just spoke to me. It appears that if I touch this to a grave surrounded by undying roses in Kresk. Uh, Keith, you're going to have to help me out. That was a lot. Kresk, where'd yeah. you come from? There's a grave in Kresk that seems to be, if you 
if you uh, touch this symbol to it in Crest, there's a treasure that will be revealed. But other than that, it is a holy symbol. I remember Arena and Ismark had those set up around uh, their house whenever we first got here, and it kept the hounds out of the house. They could be on to something. Um, can I make an arcana check on the thing of thing? Sure. Symbol of symbology. That's a natural nine. Uh, there's something magic about it, but it doesn't feel like a magic you could use. It feels more like it, uh, is like a magical key of some kind than a magical weapon or anything else you know okay cool i'm gonna put it on okay cool all right and the off chance you return to kresk (laughs) yeah well we got to go back and revive a child Uh, yeah that is true in kresk right yeah hey um that's all i found that was particularly standing out to Uh, me hold up now you said something about the tomb of the useful idiot where's it at oh it's uh, number nine, right here. Uh, okay. Let me see what I can roll. That's a seven. But, but you're getting help. Oh, I'm getting help? Yep. Ah, 18. All right. A small skeleton wearing the remains of a fool's costume lies atop a stumpy marble slab in the center of the crypt. Right. The slab <laughs> is like out too good for me. Sorry, the slab is four feet long instead of the normal six feet. Ha. Mm. Kind of expecting a bit more. Hey, sorry to disturb you, uh, fellow. Anyway, hey, look, over here, found it, mad dog place. All right. You didn't find anything else interesting? Well, there's a couple of them. Let's... Just look at this one over here in the corner first. I want to go back over to that number 31 that stumped me earlier. Number 30? Yeah, that was like the... What was it? It was like the high priest or whatever it was. Yeah, yeah, okay. Uh, Prefect Cyril Romulic. Yeah. Roll it up. Yeah, tried opening this one earlier, but seems to have stumped me on that one. So I just... Rolled twice. I got an 11 and a 14. Um, do you want to try it again? It seems it seems to be stuck, but you will. You can try it again if you like. <laughs> I got a 15. All right. You pull that door off. A marble slab in the center of the crypt displays a skeleton draped in red vestments, a golden holy symbol clutched in one bony hand. The dome ceiling, 15 feet above, is painted to look like a canopy of trees with bright autumn leaves. It's Arlo. It's Arlo. <laughs> a narrow stone ledge encircles the crypt ten feet above the floor. Perched on it are dozens of stone ravens, their eyes fixed on the marble slab. Hey, hey fellas, just ravens in here. And another holy symbol. You mean this thing? And I wanna I wanna reach for it and just grab that thing. Gotcha. The prefect's gold holy symbol is festooned with tiny gemstones. Right. Uh, uh, Thurman, what, what do you think of this? Um, let me take a look. 
Um, I want to roll to check it out. Uh, I'll roll Arcana, I suppose. It's, I'm just going to not make you roll too much. Uh, it seems to be quite valuable. None of you are evil. It seems as though it almost has a, an evil warding effect. Um, but you touching it, you're not harmed or anything. Uh, and you guys, from since you've been in Barovia a while, you recognize that this the symbol of the Morning Lord, this holy symbol. Uh-huh. Hey! Um, All right, I'm just going to take that thing and... You said it's a scepter? Uh, a holy symbol. A holy so, yeah, it's just like a trinket. It's a stick or something. Is this one of our uh, things? No, sir. Well, okay. I'm going to take that thing and put that down in my bag. Okay. And the one, the real prize, the one we're looking for is right, right over here. I want to walk on up to that one, the mad dog one. All right, you guys find your way to the Mad Dog's Crypt. That is 38. General Crowval, Mad Dog, Grizzleck, Master of the Hunt, a leader of hounds and men. Reginald seems to be having trouble with this one, Damon. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, I've got two arms on this door, two hands on this door, and like both feet on either side yeah. of it trying to pull. It's three of you. And a 14. <laughs> yeah, it's three of you. It's 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 tough. Almost right. almost Third poetically. Go ahead, Keith. Almost poetically, uh, it takes all three of you to pull the door off of this thing. The stench of brimstone and burnt fur spills from this crypt. In its darkness are two pairs of glowing red eyes. Yeah, that just happened. I want to just peek my head in there. Roll for initiative. Hey. Two, two hellhounds lunge forth and attack. I got a seven. I got 18. With my head in the dirt. Hold that real quick. A 10. Hold that real quick. Which one are we at? Uh, 38. Let's see if we can tidy this up in 10 minutes. It's doubtful, but we'll see. I mean, this is three of us. We're experienced pros. That's right. Um... And then the armor, we will place you guys standing right here. We're all very close to one another at this point. Oop, let me... The door has popped open, and you all are now standing in there with two hellhounds. So I have to find out what a hellhound can do. These things are quite frightening creatures, um, but here we go. They see you. They're in. It is now time to roll initiative. Got a seven for myself. Okay. Um, 
Reginald got a seven. <laughs> Dermon? A uh, ten. <clears throat> Dermon got a ten. Jericho, what you got? Eighteen. Solid. Uh, roll that 18 again for me, Jericho. Shukazoo! Nat 20. Nat 20, perfect. Alright. Boost you up to a 19 then. I think Dermon should get a higher initiative just, just because of the sweet leathery wing pack thing he's got. <laughs> Sadly, that is not how they work. Oh man! All right, let's fight these things, Jericho. What you gonna do to them? Um, are they like right next to each other? Yeah, they right next to each other. Poopy. Um, how close are they? Um, are they emerging out of the crypt? Is this like a tiny crypt thing, just like the rest of them? Yeah, same. Yeah, same size as everything else. Okay. Um, cutting to the chase, I get sneak attack bonus if I have an ally within five feet of my enemy. You Is... are, they are. Yeah, okay. You're all within range. Head through the door, so. Alright, cool. Then I'm just gonna attack the one that's looking at me funniest. Uh, I'll take H1, I guess. Alright. Ironically, that was Reginald. <laughs> <laughs> that is a unnatural 20 to hit. That will, of course, hit. Cool. That is 12 damage. 12 damage no, wait, to Hellhound number that one. 14 damage, sorry. Okay. You slash the Hellhound across its front shoulder. Blood, or should I say just red oozy liquid, leaks out of its hellish body. Swish. Alright, another attack. Attack again. Swish, swish. That is a 22. Uh, 22 will certainly hit. Cool. That is 7 damage. 7 damage, okay, okay, okay. Another attack. Hit him again. <laughs> Do it. Uh, it's dark, right? Yeah, it's dark. Okay, cool. Dang! Alright. I missed. <laughs> it, I assume 11 won't hit. Um, what if it has dark vision? I'm invisible to dark vision. That's the, gotcha. the thing. Right. Okay, um, 11 will not hit. I'm sorry. Oh, we. So you swing twice, connecting with your blade. Swing, swing! But on the third one, it knocks your... It uses its head to knock your hand away, uh, keeping you from landing an attack. What right. else shall you do? Uh, bonus axion disengage. Alright. I'm just gonna swoosh back behind uh, Reginald. You're gonna swoosh, swoosh behind Reginald. Okay. Like that. Um, hang on. I'm not on all app. I was watching the actual stream. Yes, that'll work. Alright, cool. Uh, it is now Hellhound number two's turn. Hellhound number two is going to... Huh. That's not what... That's not a hellhound I'm looking at. There we go. Um, 
Hellhound number two is going to exhale fire in a 15-foot cone. That seems unfair. Which means I think that would be all of you guys. Yeah, I'm right up in that cone. I noticed you didn't put me behind, Reginald. (laughs) I did put you behind, Reginald. Oh, yeah. that's armor. Sorry. My bad. There you go. <laughs> there you go. You're behind Reginald, but he's not going to block all this fire for you, Sam. Yeah, that's a dodge. Um, everybody roll a dexterity saving throw, please. But I don't want to. Okay. Ooh, it's a 20, not natural. I got an 11. Um, let me check a thing. Oh boy. I got a 21 and the armor got a 6. Alright. If you save, you will take 8 damage. No. 9 damage. Mm. Who saved? Uh, sorry. Um, over 12 save. 12 or more save. I did not save. So if you a little. so if you save, you will take uh, 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 nine damage. If you didn't save, you'll take nineteen damage. I thought it was eight a second ago. And no, sorry. Yeah, if you save, it's eight. If you don't save, it's nineteen. Hoobie. That Either hurt. way, between eight and nine. That hurt. I'm not sure what we did. All right, so. Dermot, did you save? You saved, didn't you? Yeah, I rolled a 21. Gotcha. You dodged... You saved by hiding yourself a little bit behind the armor, knowing that it's a metal suit of armor. You covered yourself back there. Did Reginald or Jericho save at all? No. I got a 20. Okay. So, yeah, Reginald, you saved too. You dove out of the way a little bit, uh, and Jericho took the brunt of the fire for you. (laughs) Um, Thanks, ironically, he hit behind me, so... <laughs> I stood there stupidly thinking, wow, Reginald's going to take this for me. What a guy. <laughs> As he All right, out and, of the way. <laughs> and then, seeing that you dodged out of the way, Hellhound number one is jumping out for Reginald to bite you. Oh, I like me. But he crit failed. You use your shield and immediately block it. His teeth clang against the metal of your shield. Ka-ching! Uh, it is Dermot's turn. Oh, good day, good day. I'll tell you what. Um, so that one's probably going to have a bad day. Okay. Maybe. I mean, I hope so, anyway. Me too. Uh, let's see. Okay, okay. Here we go, here we go, here we go. Um... Well, I think I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna slash at that 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 little little puppy dog right there. Sounds good. Hey, real quick, if a if a if it says recharge five to six, is that I roll a d six, and if it lands on five to six, it recharges? Yes, sir. What do you know? <laughs> <laughs> That's ominous. <laughs> All right. Um, I'm going to attack the one that hit or that tried to uh, get at Reggie. Slice it up. I'm going to slice him up with my dagger. Uh, will the 17 hit? 
A 17 will hit. That's the one Jericho hit. Oh, goody. Oh, goody. I get to roll three dice now. Roll it up, balls. Uh, he's going to take nine damage. Um. Oh, wait. Which one? Uh, you stab him directly between some ribs. Two of that is uh, radiant damage. Okay, let's see. I don't know if that matters. It does not. Okay. And then um, I suppose I will have the armor also attack that same one. Alright. Roll it up. Well, uh, I'm assuming an 8 is not going to hit. An 8 will not hit. Will a 12 hit? A 12 will not hit. No. The armor punches twice, but the dog, despite its bleeding body, is able to dodge out of the way. Reginald, it's your turn. Also, are we down to are we keen to kind of tidy up this combat encounter? I don't think it'll take us too much longer. Yeah, that's fine. Sure. Um, I'm gonna need okay. to heal on my next uh, turn. Okay. I'm gonna see if I can destroy both of them with one mighty swing of the axe. Why don't you swing it one time and see what happens? Alright, we'll just try it. We'll try it. That is a twenty-six to hit the one immediately to my forward. That will do it. Alright, and the damage is 11. You slice a big hunk of meat directly off the right right, right on its neck, almost at the base of its uh, skull. But I'm not done yet. I re-roll another 16 for attack number two. That will hit. And he gets, uh, not as much, he gets seven damage on that one. Doesn't matter, the second slice directly to the same spot cuts the hellhound's head clean off. Swing. The one, okay. this one-headed, one-headed, red-eyed Cerberus dog is now murdered at your feet. Nice. Okay, that's it for me. Oh, you know what? I am going to have one of my regular old potions of healings. Okay. I'll just use that as my bonus action, just to chug and lug it down. That's it. Okay. I think we've done that before. Yeah, that's fine. Um, Jericho, your turn, sir. Okay. Um, I guess I'm also going to use a bonus action to take my health potion. That's 26 return to me. Nice. And I will go on the attack actioning. All right, let's get rid of this guy. So you head back up towards the door of the thing and go slicing? Yep. Seven to win. Uh, 17? Yep. Yeah, that hits. Cool. Um, is Reginald still within combat range of him? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. They're all up in there. Okay. That's 12 to hit, or not 12 to hit, uh, 12 damage. 12 damage, nice. This one um, has not yet been touched, so. Swing again. That's a 19 to hit. That'll hit. That's 8 damage. Nice. And. That's it for me. Uh, you well, slice I, him I'm twice. Rem- yeah. You slice him twice, removing fur and skin. You step him back? Yeah. Uh, I hit him, so no opportunity of attack. Perfect. I like it. All right, despite you stepping back, Hellhound number two did get the recharge, so 
losing his brother, he angrily breathes fire at you again. Roll another DC 12 dexterity saving throw. Cool. Oh, that's Seven. Deck save. Yeah. did not save. Eleven. It is an eleven. All right, so everybody but Dermon fails. You will take twelve damage. Dermon, you will take six. You lucked out with some rolls on that one, my friends. You surely did. Mm. And you're in luck. Looks like he's his breath is feeling a little bit cold after that. But he breathes fire upon you. And leaps out and leaps out of the hole angrily to roar at you. Um Dermon, it's your turn. Is he within five feet of an ally? He is. Oh good. Uh will the twenty one hit him? Anyone will hit him. Excellent. Excellent. That is the mighty again nine damage. Nice. You stab him again between the ribs. Your dagger finding purchase between its bones. Juicy. Good boy. Good boy. Anything else, German? Oh, uh, sorry, no. Okay. Uh, armor's turn? Uh, yes, sir, indeed. Armor thing. <laughs> uh, 23 to hit. That'll hit. Excellent. Uh, six damage. Your armor comes in and punches the hole where your dagger has just left, adding damage to this to the wound. Nice. Uh, he missed the other one. Alright, the second one, the dog turns around and nips at the armor's hand as he pulls back. Not even armor wants to get bit by a dog. Uh, Reginald, it's your turn. Rolling for that swing. Finish him. 13 for attack number one. 13 will miss. 13 will miss. How about a 15? A 15 will hit. Hey, so a whiff... A bare whiff on the first pass and a 13 damage on the second pass. A 13 damage on the second pass. doesn't matter who needs the first pass. It blocks your first one by knocking your axe away with its head. But you swing it around, keeping the momentum of the blade, and slice clean through the head of this other hellhound as well. You split it directly down its snout all the way, your axe landing and stopping its movement in its brainal cavity deflected your axe with its face. (laughs) (laughs) This is like a Kodak moment here. I want a picture of this. The hellhounds are dead. The tomb lays before you. Virgin. Ready to be defiled. Oh my. (laughs) I'm going to say, do we have a moment to just look in the door to see what's there before we... Absolutely. Absolutely. Bits of incinerated bone lie strewn atop a marble slab in the center of the crypt. Lying amid the bones are fragments of a shattered spear with a silvered head. The walls and domed ceiling of the crypt are covered with scorched murals that depict legions of infantry and cavalry clashing on battlefields. Uh, Reginald? Hey, Keith, I'm going to take this opportunity... 
to cast for the group um, okay. Prayer of Healing. Nice. And it says, up to six creatures of your choice that you can see within range. Each regain hit points equal to 2d8 plus your spellcasting ability modifier. So I'm gonna I'm just going to roll that up uh, really quick. Roll it up. Let's not include the Hellhounds on that list, shall we? No, I, I don't think we would. Yeah. I don't think we would. That's a two. Uh, another two. Well, that's disappointing. All right, so that's four. I love the I love our favorite game, medieval math. <laughs> While he's calculating, I just want to like pick up that broken spear and quietly ponder why are all the spears broken? <laughs> the spear does have a silvered head, though. Right. My last one had a silvered head too, though. Uh, they they regain thirteen hit points. 13 HP. You guys have arrived at the Mad Dog's Crypt where the treasure lies within beneath the blackened bones. After picking up the spear, I want to kind of like kick around the bones a little bit, see if there's anything up in there. When you reach into the bones and you you swipe them away, you find a secret compartment in which is contained the holy symbol of raven kind. I don't think you'll find what that is. Hey, fellas, did one of you uh, in your birdie logic know what this is? No. It is to be uh, another holy symbol. Yeah, sorry, Dermot. You... No, that, that was it. I was just going to say it, you know, it's a holy symbol, and I can, I will give it to Gander, see what I can find. They seem to be a dime a dozen in this crypt. Honestly. Yeah, but he didn't snort. Thurman, thank you. Are you familiar with uh, the Pokemon Starmie or Staryu? Yes. No, but I can Starfish with red gems uh, oh, yeah. in the center of them. Uh, imagine that it's just a big red gem that's inlaid into a silver circle, and around that circle are several, like, uh, there are ten spiked teeth, almost like a saw blade. Um, but this is the holy symbol of Ravenkind, and we will discuss what the holy symbol of Ravenkind is in the next episode of Dungeon Boys. Thank you guys so much for hanging out with us in this podcast. As Woo! you know, we record this podcast live on twitch.tv slash tankmediagames. Uh, that's why we talk to chat just a little bit. We've had a couple people in the chat today and several people watching, but if you're a podcast listener, know that we love you, know that we appreciate you, and we hope that you will write us a review if you are interested at all. Uh, even if you're on Twitch and you feel like writing a review for the podcast, uh, we would love to have the podcast reviewed on whatever format or forum you listen to it on. Uh, the podcast is available wherever you have it, as well as iTunes and Spotify and SoundCloud and Google Play, I think, and maybe some other places. They kind of put us all over the place once you throw it on Google. But we appreciate you. If you would like to contact us, you can send us an email uh, at tankmediagames at gmail.com. You can send me an email for any reason. I love to read those and respond to them. Uh, And possibly if you send one good enough, we'll respond. Not good enough. You send one that uh, we feel like responding to, we can respond to it on the show if you like. Tank Um, especially responds to thirst mail. 
Oh yeah. If you send me thirsty meal, I'm responding. I'm ready to drink. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Um, happily married. But if that's all you can come up with to send, I just want the emails. Uh, Twitter. You can go find me on Twitter at Tank Media Games. Um, or what? Yeah, at Tank Media Games. Same as Instagram. You can find our link tree on any of those sites where you can you know, find Tank Media Games stuff all over the place. But we play D&D. Hope you enjoyed the podcast. Please remember that we love you very much. Toodles. Later. Later.